The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh. R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It is R&R in the morning, a Wednesday edition. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carl Schoenig inside the double-pane glass box of fun. We're going to go till 10 o'clock today. Busy night last night, Spurs fans. Little activity. And for the Spurs, that's a lot of activity. That's so sneaky. Brent Forbes. It's so sneaky. Brent Forbes. Yeah, it was sneaky. I don't know what to make of this. This is a very interesting trade. Because quite frankly, it's kind of, it's either when you're starting a chess game and you just kind of move the pawn, pink, just just to see what the dude's going to do. Yeah. This uh, feels like, well, I, I, I find it strange that uh, we traded within conference to a conference rival that definitely needed this dude. We helped Denver out. I don't right. know if. Because they, just, they, got a, they got him a shooter and they got rid of Bobo. Poker. Yeah. There's a, there's a poker deal going on that, you know, maybe bottle of wine needed to be exchanged if something was on there because Bren got a good gig. This is perfect for this man. Um, to me, it feels. They got to dump Bowl. Yeah. They got, because they got Boston involved. To me, I guess now that the way it all played out, to me, it feels like it will get more into it 830. I know we got Carolina Teague, but oh, yeah. to me, they grabbed Bren. They brought Ben back this offseason because at some point they knew some team was going to need a shooter. It was almost like a a trade piece. Yeah. Like, I think they all, always knew they would have ended up moving them. Maybe it was a, a part of their Ben Simmons um, process they were going through before the season started. I know they were. So, because for the life of me, I, he wasn't playing much here and there. And then he was playing a lot. And then he wasn't playing like so. It's it, the whole Bren bringing Bren back was just weird all around. But now that he's gone, it feels like you know what that was always a trade piece. We're guard heavy, and at any point, if we like, if we want to, we could bring up Trey or Primo if we should. I know, and I know when we were first talking about Primo after the draft, Carl was saying, you know, maybe around. Did you say March or did you say January? I don't remember. I can't remember what you said, but you said at some point you could see him coming up full time. And now that Bren's gone. <laughs> Well, what better time than now? I don't remember. Did you say January or March? Uh, I predicted roughly this month, okay, February. See? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So now maybe, maybe we see more of Primo. Now that they're 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 down a guard. I don't know. I'm just I'm spitballing. They're down a guard and up a big, Wancho, uh, which is maybe the best name in all of sports. Well, they almost killed Portal last week. <laughs> they almost killed the. They almost killed the poor guy. You know what I mean? Like he he was getting beat up all last week. They're like, yo, we got to get we got to get that man some help. You know, because who know we don't know what's gonna happen with Zach Collins. He hadn't played since 2020, so we we who knows? So they needed they needed a guy that could come in, has six fouls, bang a bit, stretch the floor a bit, you know, pass the ball a bit, just give Jakob some backup. The dude has been out there with Keldon Johnson as his help the entire half of this season. So, yeah. No no one's happier than Jakob that Zach is playing, and then now he has another big to spell him. Because, yeah, Jakob... 
Dude, he was, he almost died the Cleveland game. Like he was just the poor dude was just sweating, just looking at he was you know how he looked around like three or four times in the Cleveland game, like, is anybody gonna come down here and help me with these dinosaurs? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you think Wancho's the help? No, it's it's not help, it's a body. Oh, okay. at this point you need bodies. Yeah, you just need bodies. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like right, well, we need bodies. I I don't know what to make of this deal, and we certainly have lots of conversation yeah. in front of us, and we want you guys to be a part of it. 656-3776, 656-ESPN is the numbers to call on those Kiyobasa Bacon phone lines. What do you think of the deal? We're going to get there. Uh, Carolina Teague's going to get us here at 830. we got a game tonight. Uh, we've also got a lot to talk about with McCarthy. This is getting strange, man. There are there, people that I thought were McCarthy allies that were kind of on the side of, Let's wait and see on this. Mm-hmm. This this this, uh, this meal isn't quite done yet. Are not on his side. Shereen Williams was on the blitz last night. I was, I got to be honest with you, surprised with what she said about McCarthy and his future, and actually who she thought either Jerry would hire or she would hire. I, I, yeah, well, we, I want to play I that sound. Man. We got to definitely get into that. We are McCarthy's. You and I are McCarthy's last. Supporters, it's true. It's just you. It's just no. Really, I mean, we're it. (laughs) Everybody else is like, I've seen enough. I'm like, damn. Again, I I hate to keep bringing it up because it's bad radio, but this air fryer society and me and my old man rocking chair, we're just not seeing eye to eye. Like, I don't think there's anything in the world that is supposed to just blossom right away. Like and and if it does, it's a unicorn. Like of course, okay, yeah, you have those, sir. But sometimes you got to let things develop and manifest. Like my gosh, fire the man! I, again, technically it's season two, but nobody counted last year. This is season one. Like before the season started, and everybody's happy for the Cowboys, and everybody's happy with my McCarthy. Everybody was fine saying is, oh, this is his real first season. Now that you're out in the wild card round, no man, he's had two years. Really, really. So he Pork better call management. us. He better call Pork us. Management. He needs to call Pork us Friday. He we, needs to call us Friday because we're his last. We're his last buddies. What's up? We bro? count the Danucci season all the same. <laughs> no. Ben Danucci as his starting quarterback definitely counts. No. He needs to call me Friday, man, and I need to tell. Hey, Mike. We want to see you around, man. We want to see right. you around at least one more year. Because even if it, like you're losing twenty, so you want to lose twenty one. You're not going to lose all twenty one. Obviously, they have twenty one free agents. Rob, let me know that. I didn't know that there was that many. But you're going to lose a few guys, and then you want to start a whole new offense, a whole new way of doing training camp. Like Moose broke it down perfectly with the blitz and with Key, Jay, Will, and Max. Like it's you're starting back at square one, and you don't know if it's the fix. So we def. I want to hear from Shereen because. I'm teasing Shireen and Rudy J. I'm the same wavelengths. Now, see, when Rudy says it, it's like, shut up, Rudy. Okay, well, maybe you need to hear from somebody from Pro Football Talk that knows more than Rudy. And I'm going third person on this because I'm feeling myself. (laughs) So so since y'all don't want to listen to Rudy, maybe you'll listen to Shireen. (laughs) Damn it. Well, we'll just, <laughs> Shereen, we're going to pull that sound, and we're going to have it for you at 7.30, because quite frankly, I was stunned. I, I really Me was. Too. It was one of those, like, what? You and I listened this I morning. We, rewind button. Yeah, we both I, were like, I said, Rob, rewind that. When we were listening this morning, I was like, no, 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 no. She didn't just say what I think. She said, rewind that. 
and I value her opinion. Me too. She's an insider. You know, yeah. Well, just uh, she's an insider, but you know, Shereen and I are we's Aggies. Oh gosh, I forgot about that part. I of claim it. her. I claim her in the Aggie Nation. Okay. Just extraordinary. Good stuff. We'll talk about that at 7.30. Big news in the video game business. Yeah. For all of you Call of Duty fans, all you PlayStation Call of Duty fans, I'm not sure life is ever going to be the same. Mm. Microsoft just bought the uh, company that makes Call of Duty a variety of others for, I don't know, billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. But it's a, a huge deal in the video game business. Heck yeah. I mean, you and Carl were breaking it down. I was, it's, it's kind of foreign language to me, but it's big. Whenever you talk about somebody buying something for $67 billion, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. So I definitely want to oh, talk about way, that. Uh, before I, my scatterbrained early morning brain yeah. heads forward in this great show, uh, we've got this new show that uh, we're, we're, we're kind of messing around with here on the stars called the Meta. Oh, yes, with Kate, Katie Barber, right? Yeah, Katie Barber. Uh, she does news uh, over on the KTSA side, but a gamer and another fine young Aggie. <laughs> See how my brain works? There's a little yeah. part of my brain that's yeah, maroon when you do the scope, and it's all Aggies. Mm-hmm. And uh, it brought up the fact that she, we've got this show, and it's kind of video game-centric. Um, I'm actually going to be a guest. Really? You know, when you when, when you kind of run the network, she, you know, she sucked up to the boss. Yeah. She was like, you want to come on, Rob? but... Well, you know what? What's in it for me? So, actually, no. It, it, it's a fun show, and for all of you and us that are on that side of the game, uh, I recommend the show. We've got it running Fridays at ten. Okay. Um, and I'm sure this is going to be a topic of conversation. Oh gosh, it has to be that have uh, that will play into that. So, for those of us that are interested with that, uh, Katie's got that reporter kind of uh, dogged determination to go find the story. So, I'm sure there'll be a lot there, and I, I do recommend the show. It's a good listen. Yeah. So. Uh, moving right along with that. Yeah, David. I just saw David on the stream yard um, talking about the trade. Yeah, we we mentioned it briefly, David. We will be getting more into the trade. Just, you know, you forget everybody tunes in when they tune in. But we did already mention the trade, Dave. And we'll be getting more into that yes, about uh, 830. Don't worry. Yeah, we got you, Dave. We got you. We, we heard about it. <laughs> you know? and, and just to tickle it one more time. What's um, up? This is a very strange move. It feels like the precursor to another or the one and only. It's one of the two. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's how it would always be. But I, this feels like a pawn out there. It feels like Bryn Forbes was um, a piece from the get go. I'm gonna give Brian Wright the, uh, the benefit of the doubt. Benefit or of what? the doubt on yeah, this one. That, sure. Like you brought it up. This is something that I'm gonna give Rudy full credit on this. One, that we see that every. T- this is a shooters league now. Can't have enough shooters. And Bryn came cheap as a good friend, and he was shopped, and there'd always been a for sale sign on that one. Now he gets to go to Denver, beautiful city, going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, We flipped Bryn Forbes. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. For a, for a Juancho and a 2020, what's, what's the second rounder, 2028? Eight? Yeah. Are you serious? 2028 second rounder. 2028. We, Damn. Carl I, and I were talking before the show. So that 2028 kid's 12 years old now. So get to school. Dude. It's like the the only time I even think in those terms, like six years down the line, is college football coaches' contracts, you know, because it's like, well, he he just got extended to twenty thirty two. I'm like, why, you know? So when you said twenty twenty, when Carl's holding up an eight right now, I'm like, no, that's not right. But I guess it's right. So he's twelve right now. He's twelve thirteen. 
So <laughs> it sounds kind of creepy. So but, some uh, so some seventh grader is going to be taken by the Spurs in twenty twenty eight. It was decided last night. That's awesome. At a seventh grader. Well, we are in the meta. There is that, you know. The alternate universe that always includes I was watching. Someone did a meta, meta world, like Nets versus somebody, and it looked. It's almost like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm ready for this virtual world. Like, did you see this? This sample of this oh. basketball game, it was the, I don't know who it was, was it the net? It was the Nets and somebody they just played recently, but it looked like 2K. Did you see that video? Are, are you so, talking about their VR? Do you, yeah. you, can watch, you can watch NBA games in oh, okay. VR, uh, the, the metaverse, oh, if you was? will. Well, maybe well that's, that's, what it, that's what Jabari Young put out in an article the oh, other okay. day. I, I don't know if that's it. what you're referencing. Okay, I have but, to look again. Yeah, if you, have, if you have one of those Oculus headsets, you can watch very select few games on VR. But come playoffs, they'll probably have several more. The resolution isn't quite there, and the investment isn't quite there in the NBA yet. But down the road, you could basically be able to sit now, courtside from, from your house. Now, Mr. Th- Jason Thompson of the Thompson Law Firm. Yeah. If you get an accident, call Jason first. You you tell me he has that, right? Yeah, he has the Oculus. Um, okay. I had the opportunity to watch not a live game. I wasn't over there when he did it, but a, but a simulation of what it is when you put it on in, in a game going on. Trippy, man. How it long is, did um, you last before you were like, okay, this is, I'm it getting. It wasn't as bad. It, it wasn't that. So you didn't I, get that I, nauseous, dizzy feel, like it was just too I, up well, on no, you? I did doing something else, but not with the game, oh, not watching okay. the basketball game. There's other stuff. You put that thing on, and yeah, you're going through caves, and yeah, it's a little. It, it takes. It's like being airsick. That's mm. the best way I or or seasick. Mm. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, there's some of it. You got to take that thing off. You come out, take that thing off, and you're kind of cross-eyed and got bubble guts. But the uh, <laughs> but the basketball game is, is it is like. So are you courtside? Like, Does it feel like you're courtside? Yeah, you're courtside, and you can turn your head, and there's like a dude sitting right beside you. You can see and the game's going on, and he's I really mean, there, there, though. I guess, but is he know, really I, there? I remember turning. He, well, yeah, I, they, see, I was watching the simulation, so I turned and it was oh. Jonah Hill. So, oh, you know, I turned to my like, hey, it's Jonah Hill. Like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, gotcha. I, I, I want to say uh, Terry Crews was sitting courtside when oh, I, I don't watched sit games by him. on yes. VR. I would have, I would have, I would have picked another game. I don't want to sit by. He might take his shirt off and start gyrating. I don't. I have no time for Terry Crews. It is sorry. Uh, I think that when I did, and, and so, and my brother did this, what, two years ago. I think he still got the Oculus, and I'm, I don't know if. Is it collecting dust now? It was cool at the time. That law thing yeah. in technology. Two years ago is, you know, forever. Mm. So, you know, obviously I'm sure the technology's improved, and it wasn't bad then. But I'm not sure if I'm ready for that yet. Uh, me either. Because it's pretty immersive. I mean, you're going into the tank when you put that thing on. The whole world could explode. I mean, it's you're, here, so I'm going to have to adjust, but. Because it isn't going anywhere. Like, this is real. The the problem, I guess if you're all sitting in the room together and you all have the Oculus on together. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, you know, if you're, and I guess you could watch the game with friends. I think that would be pretty cool. Like, you could be home. I could be home. Oh, gotcha. We put that on. I turn to my left. You're sitting there. That would be dope. That that's the that that's the general game plan. Instead of seeing yeah. Rudy J, though, you would see Rudy J's um, Bitmoji or whatever you want to call yeah, it, the cartoon character. My little character. Yeah. So I'm looking at uh, you as uh, <laughs> Rick Ross. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever. We I, uh, do. Uh, let's be the first radio show to go into the meta. 
I think it'd be. I'm sure we could come up with a screen right now <laughs> yeah, that would no, give right? us an avatar. Can we get a sponsor so that'll kind of pay filter. for the the new Oculuses? <laughs> yeah, right. Us sitting here on Streamyard with Oculuses on. I don't know if I could do it for three hours. I, dude, I, I've got a rather delicate constitution. When things go south, they go south fast. Mm-hmm. I'm all in and all out, if you know what I mean. I got you. So, yeah, I got you. So, once it's gone bad, you're like, yo, well, Rob's going to be back with us here in about 15 minutes. Yeah, going to be a bit. So, we'll have to do some beta testing. Yeah. Anyway, but. Let's get everybody caught up. There let's was do some headline a busy testing. Night in sports. The headlines should be fun. He's got them. You need them. It's called the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Rams wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. makes playoff history and earns 500000 in the win versus the Cardinals. According to ESPN Stats and Information, Beckham is the first player in league history with a 30-yard catch and a 30-yard pass in the same playoff game. He had a 31-yard catch from Matthew Stafford and threw for a 40-yard bomb to Cam Akers, doing it all for the Rams. His $500,000 bonus that he earned is not by putting up those numbers, but the Rams winning. When he signed with Los Angeles, he took an incentive-heavy salary that was loaded up with money tied to the Rams' postseason success. With a win over the Cardinals, he had 500000 bonus and can earn another 750000 with a victory against Tampa Bay next weekend. Odell Beckham Jr. now has more playoff passing yards than Carson Wentz, gentlemen. <laughs> um, he gets to L.A., and the, as soon as he lands, Bobby Trees tears his ACL. So it, it worked out. It worked out well for, for the Rams. And now he's had a few weeks under his belt. And him and Stafford seemed, and I'm not saying they're on the, of course, they're not where, you know, him and the cup are, he's but they're getting covered. better. Yeah. It, he's it, single covered. He should be open. Yes. This was know. the plan. And, you know, this doesn't cost nothing for the Rams. There's no right. salary cap implications to this. Congratulations to everybody involved. And now they Don't have Sony Michelle and uh, Cam Akers getting healthy at the right time. And that defense flies to the ball. Von Miller leads a pack of hungry dogs. Yes. They landed on Arizona all night long. It was um, It's not going to be easy this week. Rams, Rams can get to you. Yeah. It'll be a good game. I hope. Move it. Better be. Moving on. I heard medics bitching. I didn't think it was that bad of a Yeah, he was going like, off about it. He hated the week. I'm like, okay, whatever. Damn, man. It's a tough crowd. Grapes. Yeah, he is a cowboy. He hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. Moving on. Headline one. Four teams could potentially trade with the Texans for the number three overall pick, according to this article mm. from Yahoo Sports. But more importantly, the news here is that general manager Nick Carasario said the Houston Texans are open for business and will entertain offers for their number three overall selection in the 2022 draft. And, of course, that's just part of the overall Texans strategy. We need to get James Pleasure on this one, gentlemen. Um... This the whole thing was and I and I said this when Detroit won their last game of the season. When Detroit was trying their hardest to win that last game of the season, I was like, that just shows me that the top of the draft, there's not that one guy that's just like, I we have to have him. And then now you hear the Texans, hey, we're open for business on the third, which I think everybody's always open for business, but to put it out there this early, it's it's not that this draft's gonna be terrible. We, we won't know for three years. I like to give these kids three years. But it's just you you clearly don't see somebody that's like, okay, 
we can start building our franchise around the offensive lineman from Bama or Hutchinson or Thibodeau. Like, that's not a franchise piece starter. So maybe you want to get more picks later on. Maybe you get a veteran to come in and set a culture. I- I'm not sure what Casario's thinking. Uh, uh, wait, that's not even the first priority of this offseason. You've got another concern. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. I think that's number one is Deshaun because I think that first round pick's going to play in to this Deshaun Watson deal. But I think the they... primary option one is move Deshaun. You got to get him out of the building and you got to get whatever you can for him. Knowing full well, you got a pretty damn good pick and some other leverage with three. So you got two you got two hands of poker playing right now. But I think you got to get Deshaun taken care of before you even think about that first one. And I guess once you'll know, the closer you get to that trade deadline, if nothing's happening, then you deal with that number one and what could happen. But my effort one is I, I got to move the shot. I agree with that. Like, I got a buddy who, I got a buddy who sells shoes, and there's certain times where he'll post the shoe with the price and it says firm, meaning don't call me and haggle me. And I think that's where Casario's at with Deshaun. I think they have their price and it's set and they're not haggling. And, and, and everybody knows that price. Now you and I think he's take it or leave it. What just I'm like just like with Ben. So to market value and make a freaking It's deal. firm, right? But you've got to find a coach. And if I'm a coach sitting there, what what do you want me to do? You just fired Cully. This team ain't gonna be any better. This Deshaun Watson thing is still hanging over my head. I don't trust anybody in this freaking room. <laughs> I just think they Seriously. got a I think they got a firm you set price. That job? Well, yeah. I'm just saying. Right or wrong. I'm a head coach. Oh, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not taking that gig until you oh, tell okay. me exactly. Okay, okay. And if you're telling me, the only retort is, that's firm. We're not talking about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but you know what? As a, When you're trying to find a coach, that makes sense. Like, Because it's just like a, it's just raining in one, t- one corner Dude, of the room. And you're like, you I don't want to do with this. I don't want to deal with this yet. You brought in Cully. You dumped cold water on him. And then at the end of the season, you kicked him in the nuts and kicked him out of the building. I mean, dude, <laughs> how more, how bad can you treat your people? So you think they got to get rid of Deshaun before they hire a coach? It, well, I, in my mind, if you're going to not do that, you're going to get another David Cole. I don't mm. trust anybody in that building. Nobody. I don't trust the, nobody there. You, there's too much going on around there for me to take that job if I'm an aspiring okay. young coach. Too much against me. So all you're going to end up with is another David Cully. Now, you might strike gold. I'm not saying it's impossible. But you're probably going to end up with another sacrificial lamb. And I'll be damned if it's going to be me. Well said. <laughs> Moving on. Got a point. I, I can't argue with it. NBA referees rip Dak Prescott for condemning. NBA? Yes, the NBA referees really? rip Dak Prescott for condoning violence against NFL officials. And in case you missed it, there was objects being thrown at the officials after the 49ers-Cowboys game and how that one ended. And originally Dak condemned the fans for throwing him at the players, but then somebody mentioned that they were being thrown at the refs, and Dak said credit to them then. <laughs> And, well, the NBA referees, the NBA Referee Association, if you're being official, feel some type of way about it and called them and the league out. 
Quote, the MBRA condemns the comments by Dak Prescott condoning violence against game officials, the National Basketball Referee Association said via Twitter on Tuesday. As an NFL leader, he should know better. The MBRA added, quote, we encourage the NFL to take action to discourage this deplorable behavior in the future. The NFL has been totally mum, neither addressing Dak's comments nor the NBA ref's statement. And does this change anything now that the refs have called the league to punish Dak? Well, first of all, Dak apologized. Secondly, I would tell if I was Dak Prescott, I was like, don't y'all have a dude in jail for fixing games? NBA refs. Don't don't throw stones from your glass house, okay? Y'all aren't perfect over there. But why would it take the NBA to come out and say this? And I think the the only point that I agree with from that, because I think, like, yo, worry about yourself, is why hasn't the NFL said anything? I mean, that was on oh, Sunday. It's, been, it's being addressed. Okay. Is I that why the that apology came? Dak's about to get smacked. He has to get fined because if I if I say hey the oh. ref suck today I get fined. Yeah, and so oh, you got to get fined for saying throwing stuff, it, throw I, stuff. I, out I'm of gonna him. I'm gonna throw out a number here and it might sound ridiculous, but seventy five thousand, no hundred thousand seems to be appropriate. I would not be surprised, man. I'm going I, no more than fifty. No way. But either way, that's why we have that's a lot though. I regardless, think the amount that was bandied, the, I think the first dollar amount that the NFL threw out. The Players Association went, whoa, no. So I, I think we're going to hear something. Dak's in trouble for this one. I, I knew the moment he said it, he was going to regret mm-hmm. it. But everybody simmer down just a little <laughs> bit. Can we give a little bit of credit to the man's history? Just uh, He just lost a football game because the ref ran up, hit him in the ass, and couldn't find the ball. Right. So um, I can understand for a brief moment, you're a little angry. So right. everybody settle the frick down Whoa. NBA ref scared me yeah uh, I'm just, I'm with that. but so, that makes me no. so galling to no, me you, you, that you won't give any credit to a man's right. life for that brief statement after a playoff loss like that I do feel so like everybody it, chill yeah. I feel like if you have an 800 credit score and you make one payment a day late I don't think you should drop to a 520 you know what I mean so I think Dak's credit report Pay is solid yeah, Dak's credit have to report. Pay the price, yeah. and he understands He's good. that. Yeah, yeah. And he, he apologized. Willing to, he, he, and I guarantee you, there will be financial well beyond the fine, and be more attention to paid already. He is a, a law, a law officer's advocate. This guy. Everybody, settle down. Yeah, move on. That's the four one one and a two one zero. Brent Forbes is a nugget. It's crazy. Yes, the trade went down last night. We're going to talk a lot about it. And for those that are just joining us and might not have heard, if you turned in like I did before 10 o'clock, was snoring off the couch by about 9.30, uh, Bryn Forbes was moved in a three-team deal that involved not only us, uh, the Spurs, but the Denver Nuggets and the Boston Celtics. Uh, the, the Nuggets had been shopping Bowl Bowl. Where did he – was it Portland? Where did, no, where did it was – Boston. Uh, Boston. No, no, before the one that turned the deal down. They tried to move Bull Bull last couple weeks ago. tried to send him to Detroit. It was Detroit. Detroit Detroit was like, they did their own physical, and they're like, no, we saw something here, and they hit return to sender. And he actually got surgery on his foot that'll keep him out 12 to 8 week, eight to 12 weeks. So Detroit was right. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Denver was in a bit of a... I, they had to get rid of Bowl, I guess, and they got a shooter. So the Spurs really helped out Malone up there, man. That's a, that's a good deal. I, I think uh, Bryn's there. 
I think Brent could play like a um, Gary Harris role for them. Remember the year that they did well when they played the Spurs in the first round? I know Gary fell off after that. I don't know what happened, but I think you Bren can't. can somewhat fill that role that Gary Harris played for them. He got traded you, for Aaron Gordon, Gary Harris. Okay. Yes. And you cannot double down off of Bren Forbes with Jokic in the paint. That good You point. can't leave him. So that that opens Jokic's game that much more because of what Bryn Forbes does for him. Mm-hmm. So it's a good pickup for them. Now, uh, Bull Bull heads to Boston. Boston likes those tall guys, man. Taco Fall and Bull Bull will be on the court at the same time at some point. Uh, P.J. Joser goes along with that deal. The they Spurs got rid of Taco. Turn. Well, uh, well, well yeah, I know that. what you meant, though, but they got rid of him. Taco's uh, a free agent at the moment. Ah, he ain't even in the league. I thought he was G League and bouncing back up too. and down with him. Me too. Oh, too bad. Um well, we get Wancho. Wancho Hernan Gomez arrives, uh, and a twenty twenty eight second rounder from Denver. Uh for Bryn Forbes. Whatever. Feels like a pawn just kinda got moved over. That one over on the far left. You just went Okay, let's see what's going on here. This one feels like to me. Yeah. Let's talk some Dallas Cowboys though. Yeah, we gotta we have to. Um, Things have gotten very strange very fast for Mike McCarthy. Now, obviously, at the end of the game, nobody was going to be happy, but I thought the sum total of a 12-6 and season and a division championship locked up weeks before dealing with a myriad of injuries up and down. Your star running back, turns out, had had a a torn ligament. You had a a quarterback that had been dinged up most of the season long. You had most of your defensive line out. D-Law, you missed a fair amount of the game. On the other side of that, you had a rookie of the year and possible defensive player of the year on two positions. I thought he was safe for another year. Shereen Williams, a, a renowned writer, writer of note, host on the Blitz, our guest on the Blitz all season long, pro football talk writer, NFL Hall of Fame writer, um, was on the Blitz yesterday. What she had to say is going. I was astounded. So we're gonna we're gonna listen to Shereen and hear what you guys think. I think tides are turning here, but I also think it's going to happen fast. This is not going to linger. We'll talk about that coming up and a lot more. You're on R and R in the morning. This is uh, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. R&R in the morning continues. You're on San Antonio Sports Star. Yeah, it's on 1250 on the AM side, and that's solid. It ain't going nowhere. Amen. 94.5, not so much. We've got... Uh, about 12 days left on yeah. 945. You're going to wake up on February the 1st, and we will be on 103.3, headed up the dial. Bigger stick. We're excited. Just another part of the growth of San Antonio Sports Star. For those of us that live outside of 1604 up on the northwest side that have a little bit of issues getting us, we understand. Not anymore. Get us <laughs> far away. They could get us an Austin Rob, is that what you're saying? I'm kidding. Just about. It's the way the amplitude bounces. Sometimes you can pick us up miles. You can be driving down a street in Lubbock. But, hey, it's all about the, a bigger stick, right? And that's what we've got. It's how we uh, take care of our listeners. We're going to have a lot easier to stay, stay with us. Love it. Okay, I love Sunday it. night. Rudy, Sunday night, about sure. 745. We're mad. All of us are mad. But did you think at that point... There's going to be a lot of discussion about 
Coach McCarthy and firing him. That's I thought all- there's going to be discussion quick, but I thought it'd be put to bed quickly by Jerry. Yeah, and it wasn't. You don't think? Well, do you think by Jerry dish- ditching Tuesday, he kept the fire burning? Yes. Okay. Because that's because I was like, he didn't really say anything. Said, okay. Look, he's my coach. There is nothing. Nothing. Let me repeat. Nothing, nothing short of him coming to me and saying, "I want to leave." I'm not going to fire him. Am I mad? Yes. Oh, we got some things to address. Yes, but that's every year. Um, this is no different from any other year. But Stephen tried to put Stephen tried to pour water on it. Well, I think Stephen realized that Jerry made a tactical error because when the owner said, "Well," this is as upset as I've ever been. So at that moment, I should have thought, uh-oh, here we go. But I am a talk radio host who has knee-jerk and opinions and hot takes for a living. Me too. Shireen Williams is not that. She's a level-headed... Journalist. Insightful journalist. Yes. That's, she's Hall of Fame. She's the best there is. She, vo- she has a she's Hall of been- Fame vote, right? Yes, yes and she she's in the Hall of Fame. Oh. She votes for the Hall of Fame and is in... Right. So, uh, she's been on the Blitz all year long, I'm sure you know. But yesterday, for her regular, she's on with Jason. And, you know, are we surprised? Well, listen from Shereen. I wouldn't be surprised, but I would be surprised. And what I mean by that is I'm one who said all along, before the game started, that I would not be surprised. If the Cowboys got blown out of that game, one and done, uh, that Jerry didn't move on from Mike McCarthy, and you would have to have a coaching search. You can't just, uh, unless he has it in his contract, and that's something I guess we don't know, but to insert Kellen Moore as your promoter to your head coach, you would have to go through a search. And so I thought there was a chance that that could happen and then Kellen Moore could get the job, simply because I know how much Jerry thinks of Kellen Moore, and I know what Jerry thought and thinks of Sean Payton and really regrets letting him go. Um, and, and, you know, he didn't know when mm-hmm. Bill Parcells was going to retire. He didn't know how that was going to play out. Sean Payton turned down the Raiders the year before and then ends up going to New Orleans, and, and the rest is history with him in New Orleans, uh, won the Super Bowl. So I know Jerry has some regret that he wasn't able to hold on to Sean Payton. So putting all those things together – I thought it could possibly happen. After hearing Jerry in the post game on Sunday and then listening to, to Stephen Jones on the radio yesterday, I would be surprised now if that were to happen. Shareen Williams yesterday, excuse me, Shareen Williams yesterday on the Blitz with Jason Minix and Joe Reinagle. Mm-hmm. Uh, shocked, man. I almost, if I'd had a rewind, I, I would have gone back. I luckily, I stream it. I could just. So. Okay, some little some little five nine, five eight, five nine dude from Tyler, Texas. You know, think he's on seven a.m. to ten a.m. I can't. I think he's on twelve fifty a.m. ninety four five. Think name. I think his cat too. Yeah, good looking dude. Good looking cat. I think his name is Root. Root. That's it. Rudy J. Now that's him. He when he brought up money. Yeah, he probably they owe a lot of people money. (laughs) I just send him the voicemail. That stuff falls off your credit after a while, anyway. <laughs> nah, seven years, man. It's gone. Yeah, seven years. But now, when he brought this up on Monday, Jimenez, Menix, everybody, they shot me down. Like, hey, whatever, Rudy, you're crazy. 
You're crazy. That could never happen. Sean Payton, are you crazy? Now, somebody in the Hall of Fame, journalist, pro football talk, you, you know, she brings up Sean Payton and says Jerry misses him. Is this, is this, is this, are there phone calls out there? Is there some DMs out there? What's going on? Why is Shereen bringing this name up? Now, Kellen is the more likely, right? Because Jerry loves Kellen. But the fact that she brought up Sean Payne's name is interesting to me. Are you kidding me? This is nuts. And you were right. Let's talk about it. There's some, as usual, when something huge happens to you, normally it's not because of you. It's because of something else somebody else did. You would just happen to be in the right place or the wrong place at the right time, and full prep got you there or lack of prep left you there, but something <laughs> happened to you because of something else. And I think McCarthy is probably in pretty good shape Me too. if Kellen Moore hadn't had such a fantastic year. If they were 12-6 and six and they were number 5 in offense – and Kellen Moore was kind of being mentioned. And they were 12 and 6, and Dan Quinn was, you know, middle of the pack at best in most categories. And, and Trayvon got better, and Micah was, well, he was a good defensive player, but he wasn't this. I don't think McCarthy would have any worries at all. But I think at the end of the day, McCarthy is in trouble because Kellen Moore is a hot property, and Jerry doesn't want to lose him. Wow. At the end of the day, if that's what happens, it's going to be because of that. I think that would be a mistake. A huge one. Let's talk about that next. Okay. The Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are 656-3776, 656-ESPN. We'll talk Xbox and Activision and all that all throughout the show. But next, this is important, we're going to talk some more Dallas Cowboys. Don't forget, 830 Spurs activities go on tonight and with a new player. Wancho arrives in San Antonio, we believe, uh, today. Lots to talk about. Hang with us. This is R&R in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. If it was me doing the hiring, I would fire Mike McCarthy, and I would hire Dan Quinn today. That's what I would do. Thinking like Jerry thinks, I don't think there's any possibility of that. I think... Jerry thinks that they can find the right defensive coordinator to come in here and, and continue with what Dan Quinn done. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally off base. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they end up doing If they do, I will applaud it, and I will say he made the right decision. But just trying to think how Jerry thinks and knowing what he thinks of Kellen Moore, because you, if you name Dan Quinn, you probably lose Kellen Moore. You probably, maybe he stays for one more, but you're going to lose him eventually. And Shane Williams yesterday on the blitz with uh, Joe Ryan Eagle, Jason Minix. That first little bit there, I'd fire him today and hire Dan Quinn. See, to me, Quinn makes more sense than Kellen. I don't think Kellen's ready. Just because you can call plays doesn't mean you're ready to coach a football team. Ask Josh McDaniels. You know, uh, yeah, he Kellen calls he calls really good plays, and they. The number one offense, but that doesn't mean you're ready to be a leader of men. And is the voice, di- is it different if Mike Carthy's there and Kellen Moore's there? Damn it. If you're going to stay in-house, Quinn makes more sense to me. He's done it before, and he now he's gotten to see what mistakes he's made. He's gotten to learn from McCarthy. Quinn makes more sense, but Shireen is right. Jerry, a lot like with Jason Garrett, he has a thing for Kellen, and Kellen is his little pet project, and he wants to make him the next thing for the Cowboys. 
And if they are, if they were to stay in house, more more than likely from Jerry's side of the ball, it seems like it would be Kellen. But I'm with Shireen. I mean, if 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 you're making me pick, like okay, Rudy, pick between Kellen and Dan. Nobody else, just Kellen and Dan. I pick Dan. If if they were to fire, I would too. But here's the other. So so many pieces are in play here because Dan Quinn's already in the game. Dan's already or about to interview for a couple of jobs. Kellen Moore is also already in the game. True that. So Jerry's going to have to make a decision quickly. That's why you didn't hear him yesterday on a 105.3 The Fan for his normal. Good point. I'm not sure when we'll hear it, but he's going to have to do something. So today, as we get ready to head into break, Rudy, what's what are we going to be talking about tomorrow? No, better yet, Monday. What are we going to be talking about? Is Mike going to be the coach I on think, Monday? I think I think it's I think Jerry and Stephen and Will have been talking since Sunday, letting cooler heads prevail. And I think over the weekend we'll come back and they'll be like, "Hey, we're going to give Mike another go." I I, I feel like McCarthy's. I think at the end of the day they're going to be like, "You know what?" Let's not panic. You know, we deal with an organization down here that, you know, after the 2012 series, Danny Green couldn't hit the side of a barn. Oklahoma City comes back from them. They win 4-2. They go four games in a row. And you know what they you know what the Spurs did? Nothing. Let's run it back. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Let's run it back. And I feel like I feel like that's what the Cowboys should do. Run it back. You have a good team. You have your quarterback. You have receivers. And again, even if you don't think Mike is up to the task, he's going to learn from his mistakes. You have you have two guys that you know could be head coaches and Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore around him. Run it back. You don't always have to panic and blow everything up after every single year. That's just bad business. So I think we're going to come back Monday and Mike will have survived. And I think at the end of the day. I hope. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I think cooler heads will prevail. Mm-hmm. And do things need to be altered? Yeah. There's, yes, 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 absolutely. There's some things got to be done. but uh, And you can have that conversation with McCarthy after you sit down and reassure him that you do have another year, but it's just one more year. I'll be honest with you. I mean, let's can you start a year. Is it illegal to start a penalty jar? Every penalty is $1,000. <laughs> is that, that. A, is that illegal? <laughs> I don't know if you can do that. We will withhold payment <laughs> until season is complete. <laughs> Every penalty is a grand. Now he's going to have to go find himself a defensive coordinator, and that's that. Oh, you think Dan's gone? If Mike stays, oh, Dan's gone. Okay, Dan Quinn's gone. I mean, I I guess he might stay and be the vulture and hang around. It's like I'll just take your job when it's gone, and maybe they'll have a a suicide pact. McCarthy will be at least when I'm gone, it'll be your gig kind of thing. But Dan Quinn's going to be offered at least two jobs. I think he's a perfect hire for me. I'd get him in Jacksonville tomorrow. He's a seasoned coach. He knows how this game is played. He's got a little bit of talent there on defense. Have him go find a coordinator that'll, that'll take care of Golden Boy. And knowing full well that I'll be there three or four years, I'll turn this thing around. And you know what I would do? I would shake his hand. I follow Will McClay and Steven and Jared, shake his hand, tell him good luck, and I call, yes. Vic, and I call Vic Fangio. Vic I, Fangio, I, thank And you. I call Vic Fangio to replace Dan Quinn. Like, simple. Like, it's a simple fix. And Vic, to me, might even be a better defensive coordinator. Again, I'm a diehard Bears fan. I had him. I saw what our defense was like when he was there, and I saw what it was like when he left. It ain't been the same since he left. He develops cor- – Diggs will be better. Diggs may have – like, let's say this happens. It plays out this way, and Vic Fangio, 
comes in. Again, we're we're spitballing, we're hypotheticaling our butts off. But if Vic Fangio comes in here because Dan Quinn leaves, Diggs may not have twelve picks, but he'll be one of the best corners in the league. He won't have he will not have given up a thousand yards passing. True. His development of corners is phenomenal. Speaking of Vic Fangio. So let's say hey, good luck, Dan. Vic, <laughs> you wanna come to Dallas? <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm on my way. Easy fix. Lots to happen very quickly. Shireen shocked me, so I, there's more things coming. And make sure you're listening to the Blitz every day. Yes. They seem to have the breaking news on the regular, Joe and Jason. Of course, halftime moving along. Uh, we'll come back at, just after 8 o'clock. Big news coming out of the Big 12. Uh, you know, the Big 12 made uh, a big to-do out about everybody plays everybody. We don't have these things called divisions. You're well, so petty. You're so petty, Ross. And they're planning with Oklahoma and Texas in mind. We'll break up the yeah. 17-2 division, big, bigger 12. Uh, coming up next, of course, lots to talk about with Brent Forbes, now a nugget. And welcome to the party, Juancho Hernandez. What a like fun it. name to say. It's nice, our morning. I'm impressed, brother. 1250 ESV in San Antonio and 94.5 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. Uh. R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It is R and R in the morning, a Wednesday edition. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carl Shonick driving this boat. Good morning. Kind of crappy weather. It mind was your, weird this morning. Distance. Mind those brake lights. Yeah. We'll get you there. Yeah, I'm, I didn't get to. Li- I didn't leave the house. I, I'm at home today. Yeah, I got text. What was that about? Four forty-five. I was like, I'm be at home today. I was like, Oh, cool. Good for Rob. Well, I, I'm, I will end up at the office. Yeah, you got to come up there later. But uh, headed to the vet. Yeah, good, good. Ginger needs it. She needs it. She's in need. But yeah, I walked out today, Rob, to go and warm up my car like I normally do, and realized I didn't need to. It was. It wasn't that cold this morning, right? It's just a different. It was a different morning than it has been the last. You know what? What week? Week and a half. You warm up your car? Heck yeah! I, I hate driving in so the like cold. So like, you go car. out, you start your car, then you go back inside. Yeah, I'm old school, man. Again, I'm. How getting, long do you warm it up? Um, five minutes, five six minutes is enough. Just enough. What do you just, do in the meantime? Do you go back in and do something, or do you just go back in and just stand around? Yeah, stand around. My, by then, I'm normally already packed up and ready to go. I just. Let it warm up. Let the seats get a little bit warm, and then I'm like, okay, now I can get in here nice and toasty. I'm I hate cold cars. Like to have extra time because I'm always <laughs> in a hurry. There ain't, there ain't no time to warm the car up. I wake up at enough time so I can make sure I do. I hate cold cars. I hate them. It seems like cold it takes car, forever to warm up. I, there's one thing worse. Well, I, I'm used to a cold car because, like I said, I never have had the opportunity. I've never had a car with one of those remote starts either. Well, that's, I haven't either. Nice. I have, I've that never had nice. that, yeah. But my fear is I butt dial enough people. I'd be starting my car on. You know, I'd be just sitting in my office and cross my legs. My car would start. Walk out to my car and be out of gas because yeah. I butt dialed my car. I butt started my car. <laughs> it is so just I, sitting I, there I running? To, yeah, my car would run all day because I butt started it when I uh, yeah. crossed my legs in the first meeting of the day or something. So there is that. True. Yeah, and I um, same thing in the heat. I'll go roll the windows down, turn the AC on. 
we had this conversation earlier. And there's, we're going to get one? into Brent Forbes and, and yeah. the Big 12. But we had this conversation earlier. First of all, I walked out for the first time earlier because I didn't drive into work, and I was shocked at how foggy and misty it looked. But then I thought, wait a minute, I shouldn't be shocked because about 2 a.m. this morning I started getting those knee aches, those uh, shooting weather change aches. And I told Rudy about that, and he was like, oh, you got weather leg. I don't believe in that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, so I, true, man. I don't know if my wife is listening yet. I don't know if she's in the car yet taking my 13-year-old to school. But I owe her an apology because I'm, we've been together a long time, and she's like, babe, I have weather legs. And I just immediately shut her down, and I'm like, no, there's no it's such true. thing. You don't have weather legs. And then now Rob tells me, no, it's true. The weather's about to change. And what you you started feeling pain, what, about noon yesterday, you said? Yeah, I could first feel a little, it, it felt like uh, my knees needed a little grease. They feel a little, I don't know how else to describe it, they start getting a little a little rusty. <laughs> then by the middle of the night, it, it turns into a full-on kind of ache. When, I think it's a barometric pressure thing. I, early birds, is weather leg real time. early birds? Oh, it's right, real. I got Rob and I got my wife on, is weather leg real early birds? I need y'all's help. Because I want to know if I need to go and apologize to my wife for 20 years of telling her she's insane. Now, when my right elbow starts to ache, is when I when when I it's when I plant tomatoes. (laughs) You do you do you have any fruit vegetables? Serious question. You got a lot of land, so I don't know if y'all grow it. You and your I don't grow it personally. Your parents, but there's a fair amount of vegetables raised on the property, and it's my mother and father. Okay. My, my That's cool. Has a big garden, lots of tomatoes. Nice. Yeah. So from uh, farm to from farm to stove. Know, he farms, but he's old school. My 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 daddy's eighty two. Okay. Um, farmer's almanac is a a useful tool even in the uh, in this day and age. So you all got the and truth. that's the kind of thing like when your elbow gets sore, it's time to tra- plant them taters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's we cool, man. It well, they're, they're yeah, they're delicious. That's cool. Um, you never know when you'll need to grow your own, man. It's it's cool to know how to be able to do stuff like that. You you just yeah. never know. Life is crazy. Look what happened last year. You know, you just have no power, no way to drive, and you just asked out. You know, it's weird. You never know what's going to happen. And the food's wonderful. And it's from what? What they call that from farm to table? That's literally from farm to table. 50 feet, baby. 50 feet. You put a tomato, wash them up, chop them up, fresh, juicy. I can only imagine. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Tomatoes and peppers and and haven't been squash. touched by thirty nine employees. <laughs> no, been touched by one hand. That's awesome. Dirty hands of my father. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and at eighty two, that he's still rolling like that. That's oh, awesome. Shoot. Yeah, there's no retirement here. Yeah, we get him to go to work. It's what we do. Hey, Amen. So I sit in that. my living room. The uh, Big 12 is imminent to lose yeah, what happened? Oklahoma. But that doesn't mean you don't go ahead and make some plans. Because you never know. Texas and OU might fall through. They might have buyer's remorse. They might back out. But as it sits now, there are 14 teams in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. So the Big 12 has decided in the uh, the 2023-24. I'm, I'm going to make sure I get this right. No, you're it right. The, uh, it was 2023. They're going to separate into two separate divisions because that was the big deal for the Big Twelve for the longest. You played everybody. Yeah, and and, and now keep in mind that I want to say it was the first year of the playoff. The committee was like, if you don't play a conference championship, you're not eligible. And right. then and then they were like, 
I'm sure Texas and well, OU. Yeah, Texas and OU wrote nasty letters like, how dare you do us like that? Then they were like, committee was like, okay, guys, okay, you can come along, you know, and then OU makes two playoffs. But now, Rob, will they be east west or will they be north south? Good question, Rudy. I think we're <laughs> going to go with north south. Uh, the Big 12 North will include both Cincinnati and BYU, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. The Big 12 South will include Baylor, Houston, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, UCF, and West Virginia. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. So this year, while Texas and OU are still there, again, we still don't really know when Texas and OU are going to go ahead and pay their quadrillion-dollar buyout. bail money? Yeah, when are they going to get bail? When do you think they're going to get bail? I assumed that they would play one more year this year in the Big 12. And then at the beginning of the 23 season, they would be in the SEC. That was my assumption. Uh, They're thinking it could be another year after that. I've heard some, but I just can't imagine this continues to go on, especially now that we're breaking things into divisions and you're forming early on alliances and rivalries in this new kind of conference and division. Why shake the apple tree after you've already, you know, it, you've already started this thing? Let everybody go. Just go. Were we going to say something, Carl? Yeah, the, the media contracts that Texas probably has with the Longhorn Network, but they assign it as media contracts with Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12, uh-huh. expire in 2025. So we hope that it happens earlier because mm-hmm. once those dominoes fall, then UTSA can go into the American Athletic. But I think at the moment, the Roadrunners, the last I checked, aren't 100% sure which year they're going to go into because they have to wait on those dominoes to fall. Yeah, they have to wait. for So there's so many things in play. At some point, everybody's just going to go, okay, shift. And everybody mm-hmm. just takes one step to the right and, t- and takes that next step for everybody because it just doesn't even make any sense to wait. And I don't think, if I'm TV, maybe I've, I enforce this. I'm not sure. Because I certainly would like to have the lasts. Those last Dude, broadcasts sell sell better than. But this is the thing. Have you ever, has anybody here ever done a two-week notice with the job? Yeah. It is the worst two weeks of your life. Well, and I feel like. Say, don't worry about it. Huh? What'd normally you say? just say, don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah we appreciate the, the time. So. No. Texas and OU. While you still want to perform, they have to feel like they've put in their two weeks notice and you just don't want to be right. there. And I think cooler heads will prevail. And I do think bail money will be arranged because there is the buyout. No, I if mean, I'm Big 12, y'all got to pay day, me. If- y'all got to pay me. I want every dime if I'm the Big 12. I want every single dime. I'm going to be petty because y'all did this in the middle of the night while everybody was asleep. You went and did a deal with somebody else. And I want every penny, Rob. I need all my money because y'all did it. Y'all, y'all did it cowardly. Okay, I, it's entirely possible. I, I do, would, but you feel like, that. You, but you feel like the Big Twelve will cut them some slack on the buyout. Maybe, maybe you know we're we're a given sort here at the Big Twelve. We can work out a payment plan with a little bit of vig. You don't have to pay me at all today. Okay, okay, you can pay okay. Me a little today and a lot down the road. We'll work something out. Oh, so I'm, you gonna, I'm here for you? You gonna let me do the quad it's pay today? But it, it could work out to maybe twelve right. million over over ten, twelve years. I mean, we can work something out, my friend. Okay. That's good for all of us. I I can dig that because I do feel like a part of it. The Big Twelve needs to move on as well. They need to move on they as do. quickly as possible. As too like they're really not here. You know what I mean? Y'all are deciding to live in the same house while you're getting divorced. So and that's, that's not good for anybody. Yeah, but there's something called spite, 
And don't undermine. I feel like the Big 12 is very spiteful right now. But they would still stay in divisions, Rob, once they leave. They're going to just be 12. It'll just be 6 and 6. So. And I like the division. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting here telling you it's the SEC or it's the Big 10. But I like the additions. I can tell you, um, Bidding up, having been on both sides, because you know part of the uh, the Big Twelve and Old Southwest Conference, you played everybody. There wasn't, I mean, you, right. you played I every remember. year. And there's something to that because there's something about being in the SEC, having seen Georgia once. I know, you know, right, and, and you know, having a deal and, and getting South Carolina. Um, there's something about moving around the conference and not having those dedicated. You know, I play these guys every year and these guys every four. That I, I don't necessarily like. But um, yeah, because for a while Georgia and Bama hadn't played for like a decade, it seems. Which is just strange to me. You're in the same conference, so and and you're and you're manufacturing these rivals, but they're being like basketballs representing everything. You know, baseballs, but you know, but football they need to kind of play too. Mm-hmm. So I did I did like that round robin thing, but I do understand you do want some non conference. You want to have a little bit more schedule freedom. And if they with the ever expanding bowl situation, there might not be enough time or space to play everybody in every conference anymore yeah and then yeah especially if we expand we expand the regular uh, season gets shorter carolina t is going to join us at 8 30 shoot around uh, as we talk spurs but the primary point of conversation will be the deal made last night though not yet completely confirmed am i right with that carl we don't have anything other than a woge bomb which is might know, as enough. well be yeah might as right. well be confirmed because it's woge but i know the teams have not released official statements because that came out a bit late, but there was a three-team deal. The Spurs, the Denver Nuggets, and the Boston Celtics uh, rotated around a couple of players. Spurs sent Brent Forbes to Denver. Denver sent Bowl Bowl and P.J. Dozier to the Celtics. And the Celtics spent, uh, forward, or sent forward Juancho Hernan Gomez and Denver's 2028 second-round pick to San Antonio last night, waiting on confirmation. And lots to discuss in, in the shoot-around. We'll get into there. But first... So many headlines in so little time. Let's do it. 411 in the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. Kings are pondering the idea of doing the Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris trade, per Sam Amick on the Athletic NBA Show podcast. The Kings could be beginning to ponder the idea of Simmons and Harris in a trade for you know, they're normal suspects, if you will. Quote, the Kings, I do believe, are actually pondering the idea of doing the Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris trade. I don't think that's off the table. What does Sacramento so have the to deal? offer? The, they have the several. What's the usual suspects? Darren Fox. De- Darren Fox De'Aaron is on Fox. there. Harrison Barnes. Uh, I imagine Marvin uh, Bagley might be Bagley. somebody that they can throw in. They have to make up $60 million to match Ooh. those two contracts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah. Tobias Harris is making somewhere in the 30s, and uh, so is Ben Simmons. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, Tobias Harris is making more than Ben Simmons. You did. I'll double check that, but I believe at this season uh, uh, it's slated Tobias that way. Tobias is a 30 million player. Yeah, and I had saw something there. that Detroit had put together that uh, the Sixers laughed at. A lot of draft picks. It was Jeremy Grant. It was Sadiq Bay, a, a first-round pick, was, and uh, Kelly Olenek. Yeah, it was the guy Rob is in love with, who I'm slowly falling in love with, Bay, Jeremy Grant, Olenek, yes. and it was like, I don't know, like three first-round picks. I was like, dude, Maury. Like, I'm not I, I'm not saying Sadiq Bay and Jeremy Grant are Ben Simmons, but dude, like, 
he just really doesn't want to trade him. He really wants them just to get back together and just say, hey, man, everything we said about each other is sweeping under the rug. That's just the feeling I'm getting because he's gotten some decent offers. Because you're not getting the point of pain yet. He doesn't have to trade it. If your owner is willing to pay him and you haven't really missed him, and Joel Embiid is currently MVP on many, many, many ballots. I missed him. Now, there will be a point of pain. We'll see what happens. But until there's, there's some pain involved, I'm surprised that Simmons hasn't become more of a fly in the ointment. And just be disruptive. Get me out of here. I just show up yeah. at games and just sit there. They've already <laughs> kicked that. him out of practice, and yeah. uh, he refused to go but on a road trip. Ago. And I think that that's really where we're standing right now is he's just not interested in being there. Dude, I'd sit on the sideline and eat chicken tenders. You know what I mean? Like, if I really want to get there, I'd just be on the sideline eating chicken tenders, not high fiving anybody. Tweet. Not, be not me going. Something. Yeah, like, you really want to leave or you just. But I guess there's something about to be said about being a professional, even though it's a. I thought that was being a professional. And nowadays it is. I mean, nowadays you go to the Rams game while your team's playing down the street. Kawhi, Paul George. Like, oh, the Rams are playing? Oh, wait, we got a game at home. What should we do? We'll go to the Rams game. Go to the Rams. I don't know when without us. What's the point? Yeah. Moving on. Headline one. Scapegoats have been found and taken out in Seattle as the Seahawks fire defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. and defensive assistant Andre Curtis. The 55-year-old Norton, a longtime Keith Carroll assistant, was the Seahawks defensive coordinator for the past four seasons. The 2021 season typified the mixed bag nature of the ta- of his tenure, with the Seahawks finishing fifth worst in yards allowed at 379.1 per game and tied for 11th best in points allowed at 21 and a half. Uh, yeah, there's only so many assistants Pete Carroll's going to be able to have before it's like, okay, Pete, it's time for you to go. Like that, but this. And again, this isn't a bad. Um, they had a great run. This is the first time I want to say Russell Wilson was below 500 since he's been the QB or first time missing the playoffs since he's been the QB. So it's not, you know. But at the same time, it's clear Russ wants out. And if Russ wants out, don't you just blow up the whole damn thing? Yes. And bake the cake from scratch? All of it. Pete included. Your first job is see, you know, Russell, we want you to stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No? Okay. Where do you want to go? I want to be a giant. Let's get it done. There's too much... This would be too easy to do for Seattle. It's perfect time. Yeah. This is the, the you're you're you can jump the gun and grab some talent. Giants and have Russell two first round picks. You high and dry if you don't. Giants have two first round picks. Yes. You want to make Saquon Barkley it. happy? Go trade for Russell Wilson. And get yourself some picks and pull the pull the, the Herschel Walker idea of lots of picks real fast and let's go. I think you've got enough around. You've got good wide receivers. You don't have to have a great quarterback. Right. Add to that offensive line with those draft picks, and there's a couple of good offensive linemen coming out in that top five or six. There's there's some there's some there's a dude or two. Yeah. If you're the if you're Seems the like Giants, time. you watched Philly sneak in on the backside. Dallas runs the division. The only way to and I'm not I'm not not down on Daniel Jones, but 
If you want to get back in the hunt, you go get Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. Daniel Jones can be the Giants quarterback as long as he wants, in my opinion. Of course. Go ahead. (laughs) Exactly. So the Giants, to save some face and to get some credibility, get get some self-respect about yourself, go get Russ or go get Deshaun. Or or beat New Orleans to the punch. Yeah. I think New Orleans is shopping, and I think they're angling for either Russell or Aaron. But you know what, though? I thought about it, and we got to move on. Deshaun's little... This position is coming up in February, so maybe after that we'll get some answers. Deposition or whatever. I don't. I forget how to say it. Whatever. The deposition. Deposition. There you go. Coming up. Yep. Headline zero. Lucia Harris, a trailblazing basketball Hall of Famer and only woman officially drafted by an NBA team, dies at 66. Lucia Harris, who won three national championships at Delta State and scored the first points in the Olympic women's basketball history in the 1970s, died Tuesday at age 66, her family announced. A cause of death was not given. Harris was the first black woman inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in 1992. Her coach at Delta State, Margaret Wade, had been inducted in 1985. Harris, who was also drafted by the NBA's New Orleans Jazz in 1977, making her the first and only woman to be officially drafted by an NBA team. Harris had married her high school sweetheart while in college, didn't try out for the Jazz because she was pregnant. However, she did briefly play in the Women's Professional Basketball League in 1979 and 80. Yeah, I didn't know, again, I didn't know about this until I just saw the story. Was it last night or this morning? Cool story, man. Really cool story. Good little history lesson. You know, growing up, it was in, in the late seventies. As was Lucia Harris and Nancy Lieberman. That's the first time I, you know, it, women can ball. <laughs> like that girl can play. Um, Is that what you felt like with Nancy? And- well, you know, you're eighth grade. You see Nancy Lieberman doing all these skill things that she can dribble like eight times better than me. Like, wow, right. that girl can play. And uh, Lucia Harris, the same thing. I mean been part of my basketball life since I've even known basketball. So, yeah, sad day. But can you imagine a time? She got drafted. She got drafted by the NBA team. the Jazz for doing that. I know it was a publicity stunt, but what, well done. You know, at least they, they did it. But to not go, I am pregnant. I can't go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God bless her family. Rest yeah. easy. Moving on. That's the 411 and a 210. Carolina Teague's around the corner as we get ready for shoot-around. The Spurs made news last night. A deal sending Brent Forbes, bringing Juancho <laughs> Hernan Gomez yeah. uh, to the San Antonio Spurs. Not officially confirmed, but full expectations there. The Spurs get back into business tonight. Lots to talk about, so let's do that. Uh, Carolina will be here in, in just a bit. We still have a lot to talk about regarding Mike McCarthy. Uh, Shereen Williams certainly can certainly kind of stirred the pot a little bit, and we'll look back at that. And... Uh, what do you do if you're in a dark menu, a dark restaurant and the menu is foreign to you? <laughs> it's kind of a, oh, it happened to me last night. Question. You got to ask. <laughs> a worthy question as well. Hang around with us because we're going to have some fun. This is R&R in the morning here on 1250 ESPN San Antonio and 94.5 FM. This is R&R in the morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carolina Teague joining us for shoot around. The Oklahoma City Thunders are in town in a battle of near equals. 
Southwest Division. The Thunder in town, but the, really the news of the day, Carolina, is uh, Bryn Forbes, no longer a Spur, headed to Denver, and the Spurs welcome Juancho Hernan Gomez. Thoughts? Oh, my gosh. Last night, I was up all night. I thought I was about to go to sleep. I thought everything was good. And then I get a notification that the Spurs are getting Juancho Hernan Gomez. First of all, I do want to say, I don't want to make fun of his name, but the basic feedback that I got, it seems like his name is like a bunch of Hispanic names put together, just like our mother's name, all of us. Like, it's Juancho, which is Juan and Poncho, and then it's Hernan Gomez, like Hernandez and Gomez put together. And it just kind of like flows with the whole Mexican thing that we're all You can do that. Like our parents See, name, you, Rosa Maria de los Santos. You can do I'm that. Like, I'm going to leave that alone, but you can do that. You can do that. <laughs> I'm going to leave. No, I'm going to leave it alone, but you can, ha- you know what I mean? Like you can do that. You know what I mean? You got, I can your, do that. You got the pass. If yeah. I told you guys my government name, my real name, you what guys, is it? I would be in that thing. Let's breaking okay, news I it right say, now. Let's breaking you, news right now. I will say, I. I've never told anybody this, but I, my middle name is Guadalupe. So my name is Carolina Guadalupe. So it's just like this whole Dude. flow that just she goes hit you. Your mom hit you with the name that you should be about 63. <laughs> <laughs> Guadalupe feels like you should be 63 years old. Yeah, or like praying at an altar next to the Virgin Mary for the rest of my life. So <laughs> you know I, what? I feel like... So I feel like, you know, if anybody can talk about his name, it's me because yeah, I, yeah, I do you think. Yeah, yeah, do think. Yeah, exactly. That also sounds good, from. man. I like sounds his like name. A, a bad guy from a Bond film, Juancho. <laughs> you see Juancho? That dude's yeah. a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like somebody who carries a machete around all the time. Like, that's what it sounds what? like. You know what? So- Yo, Spurs, <laughs> what are we doing? Me, you can't call that man. We have to address it, Carolina. You can't call that man a Sicario. You're not going to call him a Sicario on R and R in the morning. That's what you just did. He, okay, so this is great because <laughs> no, this is like the perfect name for San Antonio Spurs. This is just like our theme for Vida San Antonio. It's not better know, than Primo. Watcha. It's not better than Primo. Primo it's is the ultimate Spur name. Was, uh, yeah, this, uh, that is a very Spur name. So. <laughs> I'm Super starting to catch a trend brand. here. What's that? Yeah, it's yeah. It's oh, I got you. Brand. So, shout out to the Spurs for you know. I think they did that a little bit on purpose, but they also came with a 2028 second round draft pick from the Nuggets. So, all seriousness, mm-hmm. you know what this tells me is that he's not really getting minutes from the Celtics, but it does tell me um, the San Antonio Spurs, you know, are needing some front court depth. They have Jakob Pertle, Jock Landale. Dad Young, Zach Collins, and Drew Eubanks. So We're not going to say that. Word. We're not going to include that. They, they hate that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think there's a, they're, they're going to get rid of that. Yeah, I, I hope so. But yeah. for his yeah. sake. For his sake. I like but that. He can play. Let's talk about what they've got here. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. It was uh, Bryn, this was a favor to Bryn Forbes and the Denver Nuggets. These, they, they came out like thieves on this one. Pop loves Mike Malone, Rob. For whatever he reason, did. he loves him some Mike Malone. This was a little something-something. Take this with you. But mm-hmm. what the Spurs got was another 6'9 guy who is adequate in the post, an above-average mm-hmm. passer and shooter, a guy who understands the flow of a game. That's mm-hmm. it. There, this We're not better today. We're not We're not a better team today because Brent Forbes is gone and Juancho is coming. That's why I, I, I'm really curious. Doesn't this feel like 
This is the first step of something else to come? Now, yes. go ahead, that, Carolina. That is something I want, I want to get off my chest because I spent all night just for you guys. I did the homework so you guys don't have to. Even oh, you guys all right. <laughs> work. Work, <laughs> CT. Work it. <laughs> <laughs> yes is that what y'all say yes <laughs> yes but, uh, he's a six nine wing he can come off the bench he's constantly moving the ball he has uh, good ball handling skills and provides spacing ability um and this can benefit the spurs but he averages around 5.4 points mm. a game 3.4 rebounds um and he shoots 35 percent from the free throw line now um with that with the exception what? of from the, the free throw, throw line what was that uh, what did I say? What did I? Oh no! Oh, from the three point line, thirty five percent. He's a thirty five percent shooter from the three point line. You yeah, thought she said free throw? How about get him out now? From the free now, throw line. Yeah, now, I'm sad about free throws. Now, Rob, Carolina, our our wonderful midday host, Mister Michael Menez, said he is taking bets that he never plays for the Spurs. Now, do y'all see? Do y'all see a situation where it's just where he comes in and it's just like in a couple days? They let him go. Is that even like, I don't know how, again, I'm not the cap guy, but Jimenez is taking bets that he never sees the floor for, never plays a game for the Spurs. I don't uh, think there's so. not a lot of room. He, he's, yeah. he's more for front court depth, okay. but I don't see him cracking into the rotation but, immediately. Okay, but talk about depth. We've already got the depth, and he's not playing Thaddeus. And then we got Zach Collins coming off of the Austin Spurs. We, we have Eubanks still. Something's going to give. There's, we got too many depths. Well, we got the, too much depth here. I, I think the, the main thing is he has an expiring contract. or, or Next year's is expiring Damn. deal, but it's fully unguaranteed. So if there's something to be done, it's right. probably in the off season. But that doesn't also mean that he he just didn't get a chance to crack the rotation because Boston's front court is so packed. So maybe he can be the player he was in Minnesota when he signed this deal. Just just throwing it out there. No, that's fine, Carl. This brings to me on um, this brings to me that they're trying to obviously, you know, focus on uh drafting in the future for the youth because with the exception of the first round draft pick in twenty twenty two, the Spurs now with this twenty twenty eight pick that they obtained from with the three way trade, they now have multiple picks leading up until twenty twenty eight. So all this screams to me is that they're trying to build, build, build. And um, just you let know, me, uh, continue to move forward with the youth movement. Let me put you on the spot, Miss Teague. I mean, Guadalupe. Uh, I've never. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, even... seriously. Do you but, think okay. this gives? Do you think we get to see Primo more now because Bryn is gone? I'm putting yes. you on the spot. I mean, if you're wrong, you're wrong. We don't know. This is the Spurs. Nobody knows what they do. So just go with your gut. No, my gut tells me yes, and that's what I was thinking about, too. And I was okay. thinking about, you know, what's going to happen to Bryn? Like, well, now that Bryn's gone, and, you know, Bryn, when he's on and he's effective throughout the games, you know, they have the potential to win. Like, he's, he's clutch when he needs to be, which is kind of sporadic in a way, mm-hmm. but he's a very good shooter. And I feel like he's perfect for the Nuggets because, as I've said before, he's one of those players that could come off the bench, especially during the playoffs, and make those scores that they need to get to the promised land. And I think that's one of the main reasons why they got Bryn. Forbes. But I think that means that they're going to bank and capitalize off Josh Primo because I feel like Josh Primo right now, the way that he's playing, it's too early to predict, but he does have the fragments and the potential to be a superstar. So I do think they're going to capitalize off Josh Primo. And I think one of the picks coming up, leading up until 2028, there has to be a superstar in the making. So I'm just really excited about the rebuild and the future. This is not a right now trade. It's a future trade. Rob, 
I've known you now. Well, wow. We've been doing this show for six months now, Rob, and I know that face. What did you just research that has you perplexed? I count p- five power forwards on the roster. Because uh, you're, you're making this face. If you're not on StreamYard, you can't see it. But Rob is like reading, and he's he just keeps squinting and keeps I'm squinting. To do the math. So I'm what's up? To do the math. What's up? <laughs> How's this Front work? Court depth. We got five dudes at one position. So what is that? So so somebody's well, not mean, playing. I, again, positionless basketball is really in play yes. here. But I'm trying to look at the balance of this team. And when you go, and granted, it's five dudes, but they are five dudes. Devontae Kaycock, Zach Collins, Drew Eubanks, and, uh, well, Thaddeus Young in there, and also Hernan Gomez. Oh, yeah. That's five dudes at one position and one dude – at center. Okay. That's one part of the equation. Do you honestly believe that Pop has awoken and changed his stripes, learned a new trick, and decided he's going to play a rookie vast amount of minutes and without need? I think without without COVID forcing his hand? I think so. I hope he has, guys. Yeah, 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 I really yeah. hope that he has decided that you know what? I'm stunting the man's growth. I'm getting rid of the impediment, and that is Brent Forbes. What? So that way I have to put him in. I just I can't imagine that we're going to see more Primo. Maybe it'll work out to when we look at the trade and then we get to the end of the season and we add the numbers and divide the minutes and games that it'll be like more minutes, but I don't think it's going to feel that way. What if he sees Kawhi and Primo? And I'm not talking six, seven, big hands, long arms. I'm not I mean, saying any no, of that. I'm just saying. I am not saying it no, no, would I know, not be the right, right. thing to do. Okay. I'm just saying Greg Popovich, for year after year after year, we keep going, well, why not this Fair. year? If he didn't do it with his Olympian. I think Vassell ended up playing quite a bit more than we thought. Because of COVID. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. That's what I said. I, I, my caveat was with COVID, yeah, he'll, he'll do it. He doesn't You're mind right. that. But it's about. It doesn't fit his plan, so maybe he's changed, but I doubt it. Well, I think there's a small change. I mean, the Spurs are kind of notorious for never moving uh, during the trade, during the season. So this to me is a big green flag that they are kind of changing a little bit because they never do things like this. I did not expect this at all. I felt like I got hit with a two by four whenever I found out they were doing the trade because these this type of news is you know unheard of. For me, at least, I never see wow. them moving during the trade deadline. So that's a small indication that they're making these small moves. And also, um, you know, th- with the Josh Primo thing, I don't think it's right now, but I do think it is down the line. They do see something in Josh Primo, and they want to capitalize oh, I agree with that. Lots of talent there. Um, the other story, Carolina, is we're 10 wins away. This is the game tonight is one they have to have. How do you, do you think they can sneak? Not I don't want to say sneak. Do you think they beat Oklahoma? Oklahoma, while they're down in the dumps as well, they have some games where I scratch my head like, damn, Oklahoma won that game. Damn, Oklahoma was close in that game. These are the type of games that they have to win. We Rob and I talked about this when we first came on air back in July that there were certain games that they had to win, and then they Detroit and the Rockets recently they lose those games. Those are games you have to win. I feel like Oklahoma is one of those games they have to win. Does it decrease to nine wins for Pop tonight? 
Yes, I do think that the Spurs will win tonight's game because the Oklahoma City Thunder, to me, they have some similar characteristics as the Spurs. They're kind of their record is the same for the past 10 games. They're 2 and 10. And I've been looking at their trend in how they've been, you know, performing. And they also have three third quarter. They have their third quarter slumps too, like the San Antonio Spurs. Mm, nice. Yesterday. And I feel like because they have those third quarter slumps, they're very, very similar to the San Antonio Spurs. Um, Shy Gilgis Alexander, he's going to be very hard to guard. Um, he's a great player. But I think in order for them to come off with this win, um, they, people, teams that work at a faster pace are hard for them to defeat. I think the San Antonio Spurs are a faster paced team. And then also they um, lost their last game because they were the opposing team was good on the pick and roll. So I think that Jakob Pertl is one of those players who's great at coming off the pick and roll. And I think he has an opportunity to, t- to shine too, like he did in the last game. So because of those little small factors, the third quarter slumps, um, the fact that they have similar characteristics to me, I think the Spurs have a really good opportunity to defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. Carolina Teague, this is shoot-around. Bryn Forbes gone. Juancho will arrive at some time soon. Let's see if they can take down the Thunder. I think it's going to be rougher than you do, Carolina. I think uh, <laughs> we have trouble with Shea Gilgis and, and Lugans Dort. There's something about those two dudes. They play well against us. Let's hope Jakob uh, comes to play because I think it will be on his shoulders. Uh, thanks, Carolina. Uh, coming back, we have Thank uh, you, several CT. things to dig in. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up more with the Bryn Forbes trade. We didn't talk about the Xbox acquisition of Blizzard. we got to get into that. And also, I've seen on the uh, the socials, and I don't know where it started. I guess it was The Current. Okay. That that published No, it was the Express. Recipe. It was the thing was, oh, Express. was Express. It was Express. You sent it to us. Okay. It was Express. Go ahead. It was The Express. Yes. They published the recipe for the San Antonio Independent <laughs> School District's enchiladas. And the, in, the story of Enchilada Wednesday. Yeah. And they were good. And we got started uh, talking about school. Yeah. We want to bring that up to you guys okay. as well. Hang around. Lots to get into. R&R in the morning continues right here on 1250 ESPN, San Antonio 94.5 FM. Don't mind the brake lights. We'll get you there. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM, 1250 and 94.5 FM. R&R in the morning continues. If you're not watching us live, you're missing out. Do it at a variety of places. We like your YouTube selection. There you can like, listen, share, and set your alerts. You can do it at sasportstar.com or on Facebook or wherever you are. Sound off. Let us know you're here. Cuba Boston Bacon phone lines are 656-377-6656. Espen. Brent Forbes on to the Denver Nuggets. Good pickup for Denver. It was. It, it helps Jokic out big time. Big and, time. And uh, freeze Brent. Brent will get a lot more minutes and a lot more opportunity to shoot those threes. Uh, we didn't get into the late, the starting lineups tonight. We do expect to see the Oklahoma City Thunders bring their normal starts with uh, uh, SGA Josh Giddy, which is worth a ticket, I think. I, I, I'm kind of interested to see Josh. You Giddy like play. Giddy? Well, I, I don't know yet. I know he had a triple double, right? He did the youngest ever. I want to say he became the youngest ever to get one. It was a couple weeks ago. Lugans Dort, uh, Darius Baisley, and uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Yeah, uh, we expect shoot around a little different because of the trade. So yeah, we. Did. I just wanted to make sure everybody was aware. Yeah, no, no, uh, for sure. Spurs. Uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, the Spurs should win this basketball game. Heck but we yeah. have trouble that Oklahoma City believes they can beat the Spurs. Like it's the same. Like we're we're going in thinking one way, and they're like, mm, not really. Wow. We can beat you too. You know. So I get it. 
And uh, SGA just goes off against us now, luckily. With the Spurs, we do expect to have our, our, our lineup just about back in full tack. We're still not completely there, but uh, DeJounte and Derek, Doug McDermott, Keita Bates, Diop, and uh, Jakob Pertle. Sounds good to me. Tonight. Let's get it, son. Let's get the hey. Dude, we could come here tomorrow and it'd be single, single digits for pop. Uh, it, we'll be counting down to nine, and we need this because there are not this many Oklahoma cities in the league. Right. That. Or this, Steve, go ahead. The uh, the news broke yesterday regarding, and this is a gamer thing, but and it's really more about what could happen in the future here. But Microsoft. And it's ongoing. They keep buying games. They're buying game makers right and left and have been for a bit. In their endeavor to kind of corner the market and keep Xbox One, their big-time uh, platform that, quite frankly, you can't even find, uh, number one, purchased a couple of big gaming houses. The, the primary one, the one that makes Call of Duty and Modern Warfare, which is Activision and Blizzard were the names of the company that they just purchased, uh, a huge, up to nearly $70 billion in purchase. Break the, Yeah, so break, break this down, Carl, as far as what this means for the guy that went ahead and spent $1,200 on a PS5, should he cry today? Like, what does this mean? Like, is it just going to be, is it not going to be as cool? Are they going to make it to where it's way better on Xbox? Like, what does this mean for the diehard gamer? It just means that Microsoft is really throwing a lot of money into the Xbox Series X and Series S, and uh, probably the Microsoft or Xbox uh, Game Pass is what it's called. I have uh, Game Pass Ultimate, which is I think a fifteen buck a month subscription. Damn. That if you uh, it, for for the exclusive, like I was able to play Halo without buying Halo, and it was available for download. And I, I played Halo the day it came out without spending seventy dollars on it. And there's several other games. So if you're a casual to hardcore gamer, the Game Pass could be worth it. They also bought Bethesda, I think, last year, which makes uh, popular games such as Elder Scrolls and Fallout and. They have a really big one, I think, called Starlink coming up. I need to remember the name of it, but they're they're really big. And the fact that they have these titles, and you're thinking PS5 or Xbox, I think hardcore gamers would probably trend towards with this, Xbox. With, with this, this kind of acquisition, you trend toward Xbox well, now? Mm-hmm. Well, the What's Bethesda up, Rob? purchase was desktop work. That's desktop, the, the, the really okay. hardcore... Uh, first-person game. Oh uh, yes, 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 like yes, 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 yes. The gathering, you know, gotcha. that kind of vein. That's what those were. Okay. So that's desktop stuff. Now they're getting under your your play box as well. Um, Microsoft. Uh, you will if you're a PS type, you're always going to have Call of Duty. They're not going to limit the sale only. No, I know, but will it be as good? But it will be manufactured to take the best advantage of the hardware that the Xbox provides. Bingo. So while the PS5 might excel in one area, the Xbox will excel in the other, and it will be highlighted on those. So you you won't get the same experience, but you'll always get the same game. So it's not the end of the world. But, yeah, there there will be changes for sure. Whenever a big old beast buys somebody like Activision, this feels like this feels like chess, not checkers. This feels like a chess move by Microsoft, a sixty-seven Absolutely. billion dollar chess move. But well, you still think about the. I would, I would, as far as a t- one of the top five franchises in all of video gaming is Call of Duty. Yes, I mean, it's, it is. It is a, a truly legacy franchise. What for would y'all fifteen cons- years? What would y'all consider the other four? Just, I mean, well, I, we're going off the top of our head, so you don't have to be right. What would you consider Madden? We're talking about something that has been around from then till now, not greats then and right. not anymore. But like Mortal Kombat, you'd have to throw early on. But right now, no. 
Um, I would say Madden is certainly a legacy in the in, in, okay. the, in the gamer. Okay. I would say first-person shooter is Call of Duty or okay. Halo. Halo has to be. It's also one of those legendaries. And then a Mario, a Mario Kart. You Ooh, can throw one of the Marios has to one. be considered in there as far as one of those cornerstone, what we did and what we still do kind of things. And the fifth, I don't know which way I would go there because I feel like you need to bring in another genre that's been around for a while, and I'm not quite an expert there. Okay. So Pokemon um, is still one of the highest revenue franchises in sure. video games. And really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They make, video, they, see, I thought it was just cards. Money. There's a video game? The video game probably made the show and the cards more popular because everybody mm. was playing it. The, the only reason that... We still have Nintendo handheld video game consoles is because of Pokemon. People wait, buy the consoles from Nintendo just for Pokemon. Now NBA teams have 2K teams. We're not putting 2K up there. 2K is good. I, I, I think it, it. I just threw Madden because no, it's probably I know the preeminent of the sporting games. But 2K is certainly the, it's and, up and there FIFA somewhere. Up. Oh, FIFA's the biggest FIFA. selling. No, duh. By far. How do we not go FIFA? Yes. Yeah, FIFA's well, I, probably number one sport. <laughs> yeah, Rob, FIFA it, for as sure. Far as sales, but I'm but I'm talking about the American market. Oh, okay, it, it okay, would okay. Be Madden. I think Madden is the one that we all kind of cut our teath on whenever. And Mario Kart and whatever, one of those the brothers video games, whichever it was, whatever platform it was, you were probably pretty down with. And then Halo, man. A lot of people, first game they got, played Halo for... See, I, what's better, Halo or Call of Duty? Because I hear people talk about different. both. I guess different. it's a preference. It's different. It's like some people Same like idea. sugar in their grits, some yeah. people like salt, right? Is it, it one of those things? Well, it's an FPS. I mean, they're both first-person shooters, but it's different. It's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're following the same genre, but they're a little bit different. But, yeah, those are one of those legendary ones as we uh, Resident digress Evil. That's immensely. A good one. Resident Evil is a good one. Oh, there, there's so good, many good ones. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're, GTA is a legacy game, too. Oh. It's hard to, I mean, it's hard to not I guess we could go them. on all day. I forgot yeah, about GTA. So there, there's, there's a lot so of video many, games. I, I wanted to have, I wanted to put 20 years in there. I wanted, I wanted it to be feel like one of those 20-year games where several generations have essentially been playing the same game, just kind of updated. I mean, you have kids that never saw men broadcast a game in the booth. But they know John Madden, <laughs> you know, I mean? know his voice, yeah. you know, and were sad when they when they when they heard the news. Absolutely, yeah. hey, coming back to nine o'clock hour, it's racing fast and furious at us. Yeah. Doctor Garrett's going to join us at nine fifteen. We're going to talk torn ligaments and knees and rehab for football players that have a long time in front of them. Doctor Garrett will be right around the corner as we look at the NBA as well. Lots to talk about. This is R and R in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM of twelve fifty ninety four five FM. Uh, Rob Thompson, Rudy J, R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. This is R and R in the morning. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Glad you're aboard. Talk some injuries here in just a couple minutes. Uh, Dr. Jason Garrett stops by from Arosti. Uh, was in. Uh, Miami last week. Yeah. I got to definitely talk to him about that. Uh, he does the work with the CrossFit world. Sure, we'll catch up with that. We'll talk a lot about the Spurs this hour. Before we do, let's get you caught up on all the headlines. It's been a bit. It's time for the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. 
Indiana Pacers' Miles Turner has stress fracture in foot and is expected to be out beyond the trade deadline, according to Woj. Indiana Pacers center Miles Turner is expected to be sidelined beyond February 10th trade deadline with a stress fracture in his left foot, complicating the franchise hopes to deal him prior to the offseason, according to ESPN sources on Tuesday. The Pacers, who announced the injury Tuesday, said Turner would be re-examined in two weeks for the stress fracture reaction. Sources said the recovery time could be approximately one month. Turner's expected to get a CT scan in two weeks to check on the healing, sources said, and that'll help clarify a timeline for a return. Turner, who's 25, has been central to the Pacers' plans to reshape an underachieving roster in a trade. Um, This is what happens when you're trying to trade someone that you keep playing. You know, this is the other side of it. You know, we talk about, remember, I think Anthony Davis, they kind of shut him down. Ben Simmons has been shut down. Um, when you shut them down because you don't want these type of things to happen. And like when they're shut down, we're like, I can't believe John Wall. Um, I can't believe they're paying that guy just to sit out. Well, this is the other side. This is why they do it. Because now who's who's gonna want to take Miles Turner with the stress fracture? You don't. We don't big men and feet are two things that don't go together well. Yeah, it's a little scary, but I, I don't think it lessened his value, honestly. I it's a it's an inflammation. They're talking about a month, maybe six weeks. It certainly I want to have lots of scans and lots of look at these feet because you're right, big man and little bones don't work out well. It ends careers. This this right now it's the first time. I don't think it affects his trade value in the least. You don't because I'm not trading okay. for just this year. I'm trading for years down the road. Okay. He's he's a legacy. I mean, he's not. He's legit. He is right below the upper echelon of bigs in the NBA. And no, every penny of it. And if, okay. if I wanted him yesterday, I still want him today. I think. Moving on. But I, I think it had much, it won't affect much. Okay. That's fair. Headline one. University of Michigan reaches a four hundred and ninety million dollars settlement in Robert Anderson abuse case. University of Michigan has agreed to pay that four hundred and ninety million with hundreds of people who say they were sexually assaulted by a former sports doctor at the school. Mm. Those involved in the agreement said Wednesday. Attorney Park Parker Sinar said that one thousand and fifty people will share the settlement which was reached the night before. University spokesman Rick Fitzgerald confirmed the settlement and said a statement would be released later Wednesday. Let me see. You said $490 million? And then you said divide. That's correct. How many people? Uh, about 1,000. 1,050. That's about 400000 apiece. Which, the thing that, I mean, it, it doesn't, that doesn't change what the, that that does to someone like it changes people like for years for decades you can never a lot of people are never the same and hurt people hurt people that's the other side of it so no amount of money can get back their peace of mind their mental health so but yeah it's about four hundred thousand about four hundred sixty six thousand dollars a piece but was it worth if you if you're mentally unstable from here on out because of the that abuse they knew and over a thousand people that's sad over a thousand people under their watch under their knowing watch over a thousand people were raped molested or assaulted men and women boys all across the board so yeah you can't quantify it but i'll never forget this does not absolve them that fact for what they allowed to happen 
over a thousand people under their willing and knowing watch. You can't. 400 million, sell the school, sell every brick, give them every book. You can't make up for that. So you, you, you get as close as you can. Moving on. Sad. Headline Zero. Free agent shortstop Carlos Correa hires Scott Boris to represent him. Star free agent shortstop Carlos Correa has hired the new agent, as Correa told ESPN over the phone on Tuesday night, on the 47th day of the Major League Baseball lockout, with transactions frozen and Correa still without a team. The 27-year-old player joined Boris, the veteran free agent, the veteran agent, I should say, who, before the work stoppage, negotiated $630 million in deals for Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and Max Scherzer. I can't believe he doesn't have a gig. Remember when we were like, nah, that 150 Houston offer, that ain't enough. These guys going to be fetching two, 300. That ain't enough. It's looking like enough right now. And Scott Boris, every owner and GM in the league hates him. So I don't know how this fix, how does this fix the problem? Would you add, would you, would you, get paid. Would you if you're the Strohs, would you say, would you go back to him? I think the Strohs have already said goodbye. Yeah, they have. I think they signed some people, too. I forgot some people they signed. Yeah, I think they've already mentally said, well, you know, it's been nice. But in the in the, in the the fields you're thinking about playing, we, we can't play there. And Scott Boris did not help the situation with the Astros at all. Yeah. Talk about Scherzer. Damn. Good luck, man. He'll be a Yankee. He's going to get paid. It's going to happen. It's just not going to be the amount he thought. Oh, I think it's still going to be exactly what he thought. We oh, okay. just can't talk about it right now. Oh, uh, okay. There's still, the, the owners are still the owners. The Yankees are still the Yankees. Correa's, he's going to get paid. Okay. It's just, it'll be a little bit harder. Scott Boris likes to take the money and a little bit of little bit of hair. You know? <laughs> he likes to get in there and tussle. He doesn't want just money. He wants a little blood, a little something to, to put on his wall. He's, a, yeah. he's an aggressive agent. He's super aggressive, and he's a you-know-what. And no one really yeah. cares for him. But when you get deals done, nobody's going to care for you. When you, you know, take teams behind the woodshed, they're not going to really care for you. No, that's not his job to be liked. Right. It's his job to get you paid. So, it's a perfect <laughs> match, too. <laughs> Moving on. Go ahead, Scott. I can't Moore. believe he's, that's I can't believe he's unemployed. And a I can't believe it's taking this long. I really thought that this was like this, a third day, fourth day at worst deal. Well, they can't right now, Rudy. They can't. They can't even talk. There yeah. is no baseball. Well, this was. I'm talking about before the lockdown. I can't believe what? we're here. You know, a lot of teams hurried right at the end, right before the lockout. Remember, we saw a lot of deals get done real quick. Right. Oh, right. Get it done. But Correa, that's one of those higher-end stuff they're going to wait. But it's still going to happen. I just don't think we're going to see any kind of baseball for the foreseeable future. I don't think anything's going to be on time. Okay. Agree. Every week, we like to talk injuries with one of the very best. I'm a oh, rusty yeah. patient. I am a believer. Injuries. Dr. Jason Garrett's going to join us as we talk injuries. The uh, the good news we uh, on the injury front we got this week is uh, um, Zach that? Collins is back. For us, that's great news. Yeah. After essentially just about two years of rehab on a myriad of injuries, he is back. We also got news uh, from the Dallas Cowboys that Zeke had been working on a partially torn ligament for most of the season. With all that in mind, let's talk some injuries and how you come back from them with Dr. Jason Garrett of Rockty. Doc, welcome aboard, man. How's your life? Uh, life's pretty good. Just got back from Miami and uh, trying to enjoy the cooler weather here. How, cool. how was Miami? Were y'all busy? How does... Yeah, it was uh, It was actually beyond busy. There's close to 3,000 athletes and only about 15 of us total for treating them. Wow. 
when you have that many athletes, a lot of them are not professional athletes, so they're more likely to be banged up with the masters and the teams and the lower level divisions that just aren't aren't used to working out that hard to that kind of intensity. So yeah, we were pretty busy. The sun was beautiful, the ocean was wonderful. Uh, Miami was was it was a great time to, great time of the year to be in Miami. The low was like seventy, and the high was like seventy seven. Wow. Um, most common when you're at CrossFit, what's the most common thing that you all deal with? Usually low backs pop up first because when they're doing these events, sometimes form goes out the window, especially when they're trying to, to win over time. And so they're lifting heavy weights, their form breaks down a little bit, and they start relying on using their back for momentum. So most of them don't hurt their back. They just strain it, and then the next day they can barely move. So we're working on that. Worked on a lot of knees, worked on a lot of ankles, um, actually a lot of ankle sprains, interestingly enough, because they were doing these things where they pick up a 60-pound kettlebell in each hand and then mm-hmm. step over a soft box. So you step up, step over. And a lot of times when you're doing that, that box wobbles a little bit, and so your yeah. ankle just rolls pretty bad. Busy. I can't even imagine. But if you have to be in Miami, what better reason? He's Dr. Jason <laughs> Garrett of Arasti. He joins us as we talk injuries. We we found out Sunday afternoon after the Cowboys uh, went down to the 49ers that Zeke had been playing on a partially torn knee ligament. Um, explain to me, to those who are out there, how that's even possible. Yeah. And he says he's not really even going to need surgery. It's more about rehab. How do you rehab that? Well, when you think about knee ligaments, so even a sprain strain, when you have like a grade one sprain, grade two, grade three, there's always partial tears. So some of that's just a bit of wordsmithing in a, you know, for, for dramatic effect. If you have a tear, quote unquote, he's not lying, but if he had a fully torn ligament, there's no possible way he could have played. So he's, if he's got a partially torn MCL, that means it's sprained, but not bad enough where a brace doesn't control it. And if it's not fully ruptured and it's still, you know, if it's, if it's only 10 or 20% torn, ligaments have a pretty good blood supply. So if you give them time, you do rehab, they will heal fully. When you need surgeries when they're ruptured and there's completely instability in there where you have to put it back together with surgery. So he, he'll make a full recovery. He'll be good to go um, as long as he takes care of his body in the off season. Well, I, I, I want to say, Doc, it's the PCL. Does that change your answer? Not really. So okay. you've got an ACL. That's the one that everyone tears, and it takes you know six to nine months to make a full recovery, at least get back on the field. Uh, your PCL does the exact opposite motion. So your your ACL prevents your tibia, so your shin bone, from sliding forward on your femur. It holds it back. The hamstrings help control that. The hamstrings are not nearly as engaged as the quad muscle. Your PCL does the opposite. It keeps your tibia from going backwards on your femur, and your quads pretty much control that. So even if you have a torn PCL, partially or fully, a lot of times guys can be completely functional with a torn PCL. Now, the other thing, Doc, Cam Akers ruptures his Achilles in July, and he played Sunday. It's January. That about right? Or is that or is he a unicorn? No, I mean... Six months is the standard recovery now for okay. a ACL. Um, um, no, two, Achilles. Achilles. Okay. I mean, sorry, I tore Achilles. Okay, yeah, cool. Months. It's actually faster than, than the ACL. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so it, guys come back from that pretty quickly. A lot of them are actually not even getting surgery anymore. So the, the outcomes for a torn Achilles with surgery and without, especially for the average athlete, are almost identical. The only difference is you have a lower risk of infection from not getting from uh, not getting surgery. Mm. Those that do get surgery are almost more the elite athletes because they want to get as close to 100% as they were before and have a slightly faster healing time. Now, I'm getting on the orthopedic side of things, the orthopedic surgery side of things, and not on the rehab and getting well side of things. But 
there was a time when you tore your Achilles or it ruptured, that was it. There was no surgery and recovery. It was basically done for you. What has happened in the last 20 years where now you can come back from an Achilles rupture faster than a lot of knee injuries? And it's really just the surgical techniques and the understanding of how soft tissue injuries heal. So um, surgeons now, especially ankle surgeons, they understand that the sooner they can get the Achilles approximated, so they use different types of string. And again, I'm not a surgeon, um, but I've seen a lot of these surgeries. They literally tie it together and then allow the body to heal it back together. What's interesting is even if you don't tie it back together, the Achilles, where it's torn, scars down to your soleus muscle and creates almost like a pseudo Achilles. So you can make an almost full recovery now without even getting surgery. And a lot of guys just figured once you tore it, you were never going to be the same. So they didn't even try to rehab it that way. Mm. Uh, nowadays, most people are coming back. The only the big downside of that is you have a defect and it looks like your left calf or right calf is a lot smaller than the other. Um, but other than that, the, it functions pretty well, even without surgery. Uh, Jimmy G, Doc, he has a sprain in the throwing shoulder now. What is even a sprain in the throwing shoulder? Like, what does that mean, and how would that affect his throwing motion? He's actually pretty lucky because the way he fell, he was trying to protect his thumb. Right. Torn, like, his throwing thumb. And he, fell on his, he fell on his elbow, which usually causes a separated um, AC joint. Luckily, he just sprained that area. So it didn't tear, didn't separate. Um, it's going to cause a lot of pain. If you know, he didn't really throw the ball well in the second half. I think he was like, you know, maybe made five passes in the second half. Um, Great it's going to hurt all week. He's going to be okay. He'll get an injection. More than likely, he'll have full range of motion. He'll play fine. The thing that's going to hurt him the most is the, uh, the minus five degrees in Green Bay and playing on that icy frozen tundra. That's going to kill him. Dr. Jason Garrett joining us here on uh, San Antonio Sports Star. We're looking at injuries. And I, I, real quickly. Yeah, go um, ahead. Go, go ahead. I have a question. I want to help Rob out, Doc. How can uh, you help Rob out with his weather leg? He says his, no, he no, says first, he has, he says he has. It's some, a thing, right? He, he says it's a thing, but how can we get rid of Rob's weather leg? Cause he said when the weather's about to drastically change, cause he's had a lot of knee surgeries. How can we help fix my guy? I need my guy at 100%. Yeah, there's actually a scientific reason why people that have had previous knee surgeries or injuries feel it when the weather changes, and it has to do with the barometric pressure because inside your joints there's a enclosed pressure system. And so if there's scar tissue in there, if there's inflammation in there, old injuries, you literally feel pressure in your knee, shoulder, elbow, wherever you have the injury before the weather even changes. Um, So the best way to combat that is to get mobile, start working out. The sooner you start moving it, the more that pressure equalizes, and then you can stop complaining about it. Dude, lotion is lotion. I uh, I apologize. He was right. I didn't know, Doc. <laughs> he was right, and I've been giving my wife crap about it for years. So, wow, science. It's a very science specific prevails again. change. And I think it's when it goes from high to low, not low to high. And it has to be normally if when it goes from high pressure to low pressure and there is uh, humidity involved. That's when I feel it. And I started feeling it yesterday afternoon, and by the middle of the night, it was definite. I'm an old, rickety man is what it really Yeah, you proved. make a great meteorologist. <laughs> oh, man. I'm doing my best. It's let me look out the window. He is Dr. Jason Garrett, where is weekly. Hey, Doc, we're sorry you're not in Miami, but we're awfully glad you're with us. Uh, have a good week, man. We'll talk to you next one. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Doc. Dr. Garrett stopping by. All right.
All right, Rob. You had the you even had the uh, meteorologist term down. The was the barom the barometric pressure. The I barometric asked my pressure. orthopod. I was like, I'm not making this up, Doc, but it does. He goes, No, there's something there. We don't have some proof, but this is what the belief is, and I'll be gosh darned if he wasn't right. Science, people. Yesterday during the show, I was uh, I looked down on our social feed and I see that uh, Rudy is a romantic and wonderful man celebrating his twentieth. <laughs> anniversary boyfriend of girlfriend anniversary yes there we go there we go and i said how do you even know the day and he said well you know a lot of reasons it made sense and it was funny how when a couple of them walked up to her and said, hey congratulations 20 years how did you know it was one of those questions but you celebrated last night yeah and um so we go to dinner it was like my well, wife let's talk, i want to talk about it i want to talk about it when we come back okay we're gonna, we're gonna leave it open all right let's leave yeah, it open. Oh, this is gonna be a long okay cool. conversation all right cool let's do it so let's uh, let's take a break. Let's uh, let's come back. Let's talk about the 20th anniversary uh, with Ruby Day and, and uh, the lovely Mrs. Johnson. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll talk Brent Forbes and Spurs, but really we've got to get to the important news. How did they celebrate? This is R&R in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. It's R&R. One of them is Rudy, the other is Rob. Yes, sir. Carl Shunnick driving his boat, going to 10. Don't forget halftime at noon, Michael Menace. Rudy be sitting in with him today. Yes, sir. I'm going to get to hear his blood in, blood out review. Whatever else he got going on. You know Mike is crazy. So we'll see. He lived a sheltered life. Yeah, man. I was opened different. up a movie vault and is different being exposed kid. to things that most of us saw when we were 15. Yeah, I wonder if he's seen Purple Rain. I don't know. I would say, I would have, most every other human, I would say yes. But for Michael, whatever reason, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, anywho. It, so, Blood In, Blood Out will be the grade. Last week it was... Uh, the fake Tombstone. tombstone. You know, yeah, the second rate. You had you had people upset. I, I got tweets. They they included you. Someone included like, what is Rob trying it. to say? Did you see it? What is Rob the trying to Costner, say? Dennis Quaid version of Tombstone was better than the Russell, Kurt Russell version. See? I stand by it. Kurt stand Russell, on Val it, Kilmer. big dog. I, I will stand by it. They can't tell you what you liked better. They don't know. And <laughs> I, I will say that... Uh, American me is better than blood in and blood out. Yes, I said it. Yeah, stand on it, Rob. I happen to be a gang movie aficionado. Same. I don't know. I think I've seen three. (laughs) Warriors would be the best. I like Warriors a lot. Warriors. Anywho. Did you ever take Anna to go see a gang movie? That's a bad segue, but I was yeah. Our our first movie we ever saw together was How High, with Red Man and Method Man. It was how stupid. do you remember that? That's twenty years ago. You got to understand, Rob. Like I was full transparency. Like I was obsessed. You know what I mean? Like I was trying to. You know, I was I I was trying chasing. to. Yeah, I was chasing so was hard. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So gotcha. You know, like I remember a lot of things, oh. but. We're all like that, but I don't have that kind of memory. I, I certainly do not remember the day we decided to be a couple, and I do not remember. Yeah, we, I remember I, we I, snuck a... I been diehard. Maybe I did do remember the first Yeah, we one. snuck a six-pack in, and we went and watched How High, and then afterwards we went to the club. Because, you know, at, at that age, 20 years ago, 24, you're like, 
you want to keep the party going. Now it's like, I'm kind of tired. I know we had planned on going to the bar, but you ready to go home? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. And you go, <laughs> <feet> hurt. <laughs> yeah. There you go home. But yeah, man, we've been dating for 20 years. Uh, and yesterday was our 20th anniversary. And again, I don't celebrate the boyfriend girlfriend anniversary anymore now that we're actually married. Like we're really official. We're married six years. But since it was 20, we both were kind of like feeling nostalgic and going back through the whole relationship. Like, damn, man, we made it 20 years and it's like we've been through a lot. So, you know, so yesterday was, um, it was a cool day. It was like, damn, we really made it two decades together. Six years married. But so next year you won't hear me like, oh, it's our 21st anniversary. No, we'll just go back to, we'll go back to married. You know, married anniversary. It's a difficult precedent for the rest of us to live up to. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's not. But yeah, so yesterday, so my my wife is huge on eating out. She's an eat out person. She likes the nice dinner thing. I'm not that person. That's where we differ. I guess that's why we balance each other out. I don't really dig restaurants. I'm like, I'd rather take my food to go sit in front of the television at home. My wife's a restaurant person. She wanted to go somewhere nice. Boom, we'll go somewhere nice. Made had it was one of the places I had to make a reservation. Made the reservation sometime last week because she's been in my ear like, "You better take me somewhere." It's twenty years. It's been twenty years. Better take me so. Got you, baby. Got you. So we pull up. You know, really nice place. Twenty floors up. Super nice spot. They're not paying us, so that we won't mention them. But. Then nowadays, because of COVID, you scan every menu. So you scan the menu with your camera. And the first thing I see is burrata, house-made feta burrata, rooftop pesto, local honey speck, macronis, lamb ragu, lutanista, artichoke hummus, toro tartare, Roasted beets. Toro tartar? Yeah, Toro tartar. Panzella. I. And then you get to that point, you're just like, first of all, how many of those do you know that which I've named? I was pulling bits and pieces. You see what I'm saying? Like, Panzella's <laughs> a salad. I know okay. it's, a, it's a kind of like bulk chopped salad. Yes, it's compressed watermelon, tomatoes, grilled pita, yeah. onion, jalapeno, olive, and feta. Um. I heard the tartar, which is raw meat, toro, I would That's mean, caviar. It's eggs, caviar, marinated cucumber, and ciabatta chips. Ciabatta chips. No ciabatta sour cream chip. on that? Interesting. Move on. What are the other stuff? Um, what about the lamb ragu? Hummus? Well, that's just a, a ragu is just kind of a mix of other things. Oh, okay. So and there's some lamb in it. Hummus? That's that's smashed chickpeas. I know. I think Carl eats hummus, don't you? Yeah, hummus Upper, is good. Hummus is good. Bur- burrata? House, I don't know what that is. Yeah, house-made feta burrata, rooftop pesto, local honey speck macaronis. And again, it's so just... So which of those did you choose? <laughs> they had char-grilled octopus skewers. I think Yum. you do that. You do uh, that, right? Dude, You're I in, love right? charred octopus. I'm in. Okay. Uh, Burrata's cheese, by the way. Okay. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And then there's pan, pan-seared branzino. Fish. Which is artichoke puree, local squash, tomato... And then you got you, go ahead. Then you got calamari, burger, yep. meatballs, and chicken. So I went with the calamari. <laughs> I'm a basic bra. And were the calamaris the the two? No, the they were the biggest ones I've ever yes. had. Yes, they it's were a nice the, restaurant. Yeah, they were like 
I hadn't seen these. They were like bracelets. They looked like a wristband. They were so, you know, these were the biggest calamari I've ever had. And they were tasty. Two nice dips, mm-hmm. one like a marinara-based dip, and then one with like a creamy-based dip. Sounds like you had a good meal. It was a good meal, but then I went with the well, chicken. But that's well, embarrassing. It was good. Well, well. But it's embarrassing going to a really nice restaurant. And I, it wasn't chicken strips, so chill out. Chill out, okay? It wasn't chicken strips. You didn't order mac and cheese and chicken but, burgers, did you? No, no, but it's I. you can feel the waitress like, damn, they're wet. You know what I mean? You can feel the waitress kind of looking at you like, really? Like you brought, it's your 20-year anniversary and you got calamari and chicken because I couldn't read the, I don't know what the hell this other stuff on the menu is. And I'm I'm open to trying things if I know what they are, but now you suggested I just ask the waitress, right? They're not trying to hide the food from you. <laughs> what you they're they're kind of proud to give it to you if you'll ask about it. They're 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 kind of in there doing that. That's so, what they're supposed to do, right? Yeah, but man, one that's the best way to, especially in, if, if you're at a restaurant where the menu makes no sense. So, do you trust? Talk to the waitress. You trust staff. them? Yes. You try stuff. I absolutely that's... do. Okay. And uh, to to wait at a high end restaurant like that, this ain't Denny's, right? This isn't Maud getting off the bus <laughs> to go ahead and make sure your eggs are fried deep. This is a rest. These guys know what they're bringing. You're right, so man. Them. But and you gotta, but you gotta be specific. You gotta tell them your taste. Like you know what? I don't like hot, or I don't like sweet and sour mixed. I'd rather have. I'd rather just be savory. And if you tell them that, they'll say, "Well, man, I love this. Maybe you'll like that." And try something new. That's I've done that more than I've ordered on a menu when I go to restaurants that I quite frankly don't know anything about. I recommend the most expensive thing on the menu if you're asking mine. And thank you for uh, eating with us this evening. I, I have a, I, <laughs> for real to get that tip well, up. But, but you know, if they say that, then you're like, well, obviously you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You know what I mean? But I, I also have a, uh, a nephew that doesn't order by by the, the, the plate itself. Yes. He orders How by does, weight. He orders he by... to the waitress and goes, I want the biggest plate you got i don't care what it is right i just want the biggest plate you got right now you know what rob i should have went with the skewered octopus i think i could have knocked that down oh i should have went with the skewered because i bet it was probably had like a char on it and it probably would have been really good on the skewer too i should have went with that right some damage with some skewered octopus that is that is an underappreciated disgusting food (laughs) i mean it, it looks gross as all get out the suckers all on it but curled up in black and so, a little bit of a chimichurri to go oh my goodness and you know what the great thing about octopus is what's that there's eight legs there's a lot of it yeah. you know what's even better you can eat it if you're with the institute for functional health dr torres has no problem really with seafood no now there's lots of foods what was the most because ex- when you got back from vegas you told me you had some of the best dinners you've had in a long time what was probably the most exotic you had or did you keep it basic and it was just done well Oh, I, I was it was Italian. The, oh, okay. I had a great steak meal. I had a great, great Italian meal, uh, and it was more of just about the ingredients and what they did well. Now, there I did actually have skewered octopus. It was more of the Mediterranean side of the, uh, so and it was perfect, just perfect. You know that you got to do a little tenderizing with those things, I think, to get them absolutely to get them perfect. to take, to get them not chewy, right? I've never done it as good uh, as I've had. I've tried it. I've gone out, you know, to uh, the seafood. The, yeah, the I know what you're talking town, about. You know, the one yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. No, they've got the octopuses there. You can get them, and you can get the calamari too. But I just—that's one of those things that just doesn't translate to home. No, it does. there are some things that <laughs> they do certain will things. always do better, no matter what you try. Now you can do a variation, but yeah. no matter what, they've got. They've yeah, got he went to school. Stuff. He went to school yes. for it, and like he's supposed to be able to do it better than you. 
So I, I can get an octopus and try it, but there's I'm, I'm obviously missing a step. But no, fantastic. But I didn't see anybody. Gonna... I didn't see anybody around me with anything exotic. So while I did feel a little silly, nobody else around me had the fancy dancy meal. So what made 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 me look dumb? I, and I dressed up. I did dress up. You know, so I looked the part. But Dude, my you plate. Looked the... We're in San Antonio. <laughs> I just say. I don't know. Like you I don't want to be that guy. It, I, I do, Rob. I do. I don't want to be the guy. I have a that complex. Says, what is this, and how do you make it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, not only that, it's just it was. I got to learn the order. Yeah, and I guess I'll have yes. to ask the waitresses. It's like when you go to Vegas and you tell people, you know what? If you don't know what you're doing at the craps table, get the hell out. Ask here. the croup. No, oh, yeah. ask the croupier. They'll tell you, man. I, if I was you, I'd bet right here. It's not their money. They want you to play and win. True. They're, don't be afraid to ask these guys because yeah. if you win, you might tip them. So then there's with, that. Uh, I took 21 year old boys. You brought to Vegas, and they were like, I don't know how to play that. Ask the guy who's running the table. He's happy to tell you how to play it, and he doesn't care if you win or lose. No, he just wants you playing. Yeah, next time I have to ask the waitress. Same way with a waiter or a waitress. Or your wait staff, utilize them. They're the ones that are there every day. They know exactly what's good. Yeah, because sometimes I was like, oh, you know, I was thinking, like, I'll be able to get something that feels grown up. But these this stuff was out there. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I don't even know what these ingredients are. <laughs> I could barely pronounce them, you know? So I was like, I don't even well, know that's... what these are. I'll, I'm willing to expand the palate if I know yeah. what it is. When in doubt, always go with the chicken. <laughs> exactly. I, I, actually, this is another one of my brothers. If you're ever in doubt and you're at a restaurant, you just quite can't Just get a club sandwich. Go club sandwich? Just get a club sandwich. It's okay. hard to screw that up. No matter what you do, three pieces of bread, a little bit of bacon, tomato. It's hard to screw this up. Go with the but BLT. You can't go wrong with chicken either. Go with the BLT. Go with the club, man. You get three pieces of bread. There's like a different stack right in the middle. You're right. Yeah, man. So as ordering 101, just ask the waitress. But there were some things on there that I could say yeah, that I know y'all would know. That's why I was like, I got to bring this up on air. But I hear, let's give them their cred. It's a it's a lovely restaurant. Yeah, it is. It was it was a nice restaurant. the The waiter was nice. Is the ambiance? You go there more for the ambiance. I don't know if their food is five star because I'm not I'm not qualified. Mm -hmm. But it's more of an ambiance. Like perfect example. Like I would love for all of us and our like and our wives to just go reserve a little table in the corner and just have cocktails. And maybe finger foods. Like, it's a great ambiance because you can see the whole city. Glass. I've like, seen a lot of pictures. Yeah. Like, we, I would love to do it just to go hang out. I'll definitely be back. And I won't get the chicken. I'm going to probably do the skewer. <laughs> or the crispy meatballs. They have crispy Always. meatballs, but they're, uh, they're veal. Veal meatballs. That's like you know, baby, veal, that's just, baby cow or baby deer. It's a it's a cow. It's, it's cow. It's a baby. It's, yeah, it's a little it's just baby. A young dude. calf without its muscle tissue getting too tough. Okay, I'm gonna get those next time too. Crispy yeah, meat, wonderful. crispy veal meatballs, and and uh, maybe a venison wouldn't have been bad either. Yeah, we'll be right back talking food <laughs> uh, and looking at the trade that is imminent to be finalized today. The Spurs move Brent Forbes to the Denver Nuggets. They bring in Juancho. Juancho Hernan Gomez is now a spur, or will imminently be. We'll see what that tells us. What do the tea leaves tell us as trade deadline continues to hurtle rapidly toward us? And will Mike McCarthy survive the week? So mm. little time, so much to talk about. It's R&R &R in the morning. You're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM.
This is Joe Reinagel. Drive home with Jason Minix and me today at 4, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. Yeah, Joe Reinagel, Jason Minix. I hope you caught the blitz yesterday afternoon. Shereen Williams was with him. Yeah. And as this the, the fallout from the Cowboys' loss to the 49ers on Sunday began to ripple through Sunday evening into Monday, I didn't really think that, wow, we were going to have to talk about it in the talk radio world, about Mike McCarthy's longevity as a coach. Right. I didn't think that it was imminent. I didn't think that... That, and I still debate. don't think right. it's absolutely imminent. But there seems to be a little bit of smoke there. And we've heard it from a couple of um, sources. Shireen joined the, the Blitz yesterday. I recommend you go to the Audio Vault, brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds at sasportstar.com to kind of ke- catch up on that. We also had aired it a little bit earlier in our show if you want to, you know, either way. Go, go listen because uh, she said two things. One, if it was her, she'd fire McCarthy today and hire Dan Quinn. That's her. And Shireen is a, a well-respected writer. If you listen, I'm sure you have, you know. Uh, but she also believes that Jerry is probably more interested in Kellen than Dan. Yes. Than Dan that. Quinn. And Kellen is really the prize, the young Jason Garrett, as it were. That if it came puss come to shove and it was about losing Kellen Garrett, he might fire on McCarthy, even if he doesn't deserve it, just because he wants to keep Kellen. And Kellen and Dan are doing interviews, so they have a they have decisions to make all around. Now, Steve, Steve, Steven, who can work a room? Who Steve, can work a room? He can work a room. He's the heir to the throne. Yeah, There's no question he about knows, it. He knows who he is. Continue. Absolutely. Uh, he uh, came on 105.3 The Fan yesterday and said he is very confident that McCarthy will be back. Now, that's about as much as you're going to get from Steven. And I don't believe at the end of the day that, uh, that, that Jerry really is eager to fire McCarthy, but... Uh, I think there's this nagging clock ticking in the back of his head that he's running out of time. He sees the the one that got away maybe coming a little available in New Orleans, maybe a call to Sean Payton's worth it. And he loves a project, and it appears to be his latest project is Kellen, <laughs> Kellen Moore. Might end up with the end of the McCarthy short era. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to err on the side that Jerry just uh, really upset right now disappointed he's disappointed right now but just because you're disappointed don't mean you give up on somebody you can be disappointed in them and not give up on them and like we talked about earlier in the show rob you said monday what are we talking about and i i feel like monday we'll get a definite like hey mccarthy will return but now you got him but now next year you have him coaching looking over his shoulder because there's so much smoke after this season after you go 12 and 6 and the guy's looking over his shoulder now next season you might kind of you might coach tight. You might not go for it on every fourth down like he did this season. My retort is maybe he should be coaching a little tighter. Hmm. Maybe he should be paying a little bit more attention to those little things that might get you fired. But you do get the sense that no matter what happens, that uh, Jerry and Will McClay are going to ensure that the penalty situation will at least be addressed off the field. Now, on the field, players are going to have to change their attitude. But off the field, I have a feeling there will be a structure in place where fines are involved and uh, extra effort will be included and all those things that penalize what seems to be something that was just kind of not accepted, right? but tolerated. And you get exactly what you tolerate. Yeah, I always tell people, if you let your kids get away with certain stuff at home, when they go in public, 
they're going to do the same things. <laughs> then it's embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? So if you let them get away with it, practice, and there's, and there's you know, mess-ups at practice and faux pas at practice, those things translate over to the game. And they're just never – I never saw a guy get chewed out for a, a bonehead penalty. I never Not saw once. a guy – I never saw a guy get yanked out for a bonehead penalty. You know, Nick Saban will hunt you down. You know, sometimes Saban's players will try to take the long route to the bench. Saban will walk all the way down the field and let them know that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen you do. Don't ever do it again. There's not that in McCarthy. And there's different ways to coach. He has a Super Bowl doing it his way. But when it affects you in the playoffs and it causes you to lose games, it has to be addressed. And I don't think there's a lot of time here. I I don't think Jerry needs to leave him. Leave him hanging. I do know that everybody that's being considered or talked about as the coach of the Cowboys currently is, uh, uh well, not busy. Sean Payton ain't busy. Mm. Um, I do think it's worth a call, and I do think there's a delay with Jerry doing just that. Uh, the other news of the day, uh, and I'm sure it'll be addressed all day long until it's completely confirmed by both uh, the NBA, uh, Woj, and uh, Jordan Howenstein with our San Antonio Spurs that the Spurs have made a deal. We heard it late last night, or early in the evening last night, that uh, Brent Forbes had been moved to Denver. Denver in, uh, in moved Bowl Bowl and P.J. Dozier uh, <laughs> to the Boston Celtics. The Celtics sent uh, to San Antonio Juancho Hernan Gomez, a 6'9", a Spaniard, a bit of a journeyman. Uh, a good basketball player, exactly what you would think the kind of basketball player coming from Spain would look like and do uh, just like him. Yep. Uh, good all-around game. I don't think the Spurs are significantly better. I counted five, now five power That's forwards insane. on the roster. Of our, so get the feeling maybe another move is imminent. They do have Oklahoma City in the building tonight. We'll see Come on, fellas. Can, uh, stack. A win. They look better. They looked as good as Phoenix and Spurts the other night. And I would say that would be enough to propel them through. Well, I'm going to take a dog to the vet, and then Rudy and I are going to check the film. We're going to practice real, real hard, and we're going to try to get better. Don't forget, halftime, Rudy will be with Michael Amenis, Jason and Joe on the Blitz. Y'all be safe. Thanks for joining us. This has been R&R in the morning. We'll talk again tomorrow.